0: 720 WGN. Hello, it's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Patty Vasquez. How are you this evening? We will be with you till 2 a.m. Lots to do on the show Lots tonight. Lots to do. Hi, that's, Guth. That's a great song. Hi, Bosworth. How that are was, you? I'm good. You look fancy tonight.
1: Oh, you know what? It's the first time I've ever been on air where I don't look like I am going camping.
0: <laughs> I mean, you own some plaid, lady. It's true. I have plaid. I have a
1: lot of yoga pants that I like to call slacks, but are not. <laughs> Slacks. You know, so so those aren't slacks. You yeah. know, that's really sweatpants.
0: Although I read about this, there is a company that makes yoga pants that look like dress pants. I need these. It's called Beta Beta Brand. Beta Brand. Beta, beta, beta
1: Band is a band.
0: No, beta, I, I think that's what I <laughs> anyway. have to Google this on the course. Anyway, but they look like dress pants. I need. Those. I don't know why I don't own them. So I um, had
1: had a reading tonight, which is where you have a music stand and some scripts and you you do a play. So it's
0: like. Doing a play, but not memorizing your lines exactly, okay. which is good because I'm 42. What What do you do those for to like test out the play? Yes, okay. To test out the play
1: to for the playwright usually to hear how um, her words sound um, sure. off the page, and you it was, test drive the you script. test drive the script. It's I like a, that. It's a rehearsal of sorts, but it, a lot goes into it, and it was super fun. And I decided not to dress, you know, to dress appropriately. I was playing um, a scientist who was trying to um, just uh, to tell people who don't believe in science that science is real. So that was my character Rita.
0: Okay, and I had a good time. But I yes, you, you can't, look fancy. And orange can. works on you. you Does not it? many people can pull off orange Does But it? that top looks really okay. cute. Cool. And I'd, I'd like to say that
1: I'm uh, many of the things I'm wearing. Um, I, I, I'm not ashamed. are thrift store
0: buys. Oh, almost everything I own is thrift store. Well, there you go. Oh yeah. I mean, I draw the line at like hosiery and undergarments. Okay. Yeah, I can't but, do that either, right.
1: but but like everything, pretty so much everything pa- else, my slacks that are indeed slacks <laughs> are from there, air quotes, slacks, slacks. <laughs> I, I once, I think I once, my mother once said that, by the way, s- Jen, sweatpants, not that's slacks, slacks. <laughs> I'm like, but that's just a matter of opinion, you can't see the waistband, so they could be slacks, you know, for me, the fold down waistband is not slacks, but if you have any kind of closure, zipper or buttons those are slacks
0: do you think that makes a slack
1: no <laughs> oh, okay well no, anyway I, I thank you for saying i
0: look nice because i i definitely put some time into yeah, it today you look fancy yeah nice to dress up for radio yeah i on the other hand i think i put on chapstick and deodorant and here we are there we go you look fabulous too <laughs> basically you. we look fabulous as far as anyone needs to know, we're in ball right.
1: gowns. We have ball gowns on, and I have a big <laughs> wig. A big Anne margaret wig. Marie
0: Antoinette. Yes. You have a Marie Antoinette.
1: Okay. <laughs> yes. So super happy to be here with you, Goof. We always. We're going to do a lot
0: of fun stuff. We've got a lot to talk about. We have some comedians visiting us we around do. midnight, which is always super fun. We have um, lots of topics. So the way that we plan a show sure. is we just like open a Google Doc. And because you can jointly edit, and we just throw in a bunch of topics that interest us. By the way, Gooth introduced me to a Google Doc. I did not it know. It changed your life, didn't it?
1: I did not know what a, do- I was going to say a Google Doc. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Nope. So see, that's how, where my brain is at. No, I, I you have, look. Gooth, it's like a Word Doc that you can both edit at the same time. Gooth teaches Bosworth about a lot of things. I thought you had to put www dot still in the bar no, up ma'am. there. No, man. No, man. Anyway,
0: we have a Google Doc. And we just throw stuff in there. What's funny to me is that we always put the same stuff. Yeah. We're it just like always oh, I, combines. Like I'll get a link and I'll go, I'm going to put this in the Google Doc. Nope, it's in there. It's already in there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's how we do stuff. So we are going to be talking a little bit later about jobs that we have had. Oh, boy. Because between the two of us, we have covered a lot of ground. Basically, we
1: have j- uh,
0: jobbed the nation. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I've never done surgery on a person or creature. I have.
1: I do that on my husband when he has some... Uh, medical problems
0: that sounds terrible
1: I just mean like <laughs> I will do? like put a band-aid on a wound kind of a oh. thing. oh that's not really that's surgery. not really no. surgery. that's a far you don't have to go to school for 40 years for that
0: no you can open the band thing yeah that's true um but yeah so we've covered a lot of ground through our jobs so we're gonna talk about that and if you have had uh some weird or interesting job in your life we would love to hear from you a little bit later in the show what was your first job
1: i worked as a oh boy uh, i worked in a bakery Mm -hmm. and the thing about this bakery was that you could eat anything (laughs) under a dollar and at the time it was 19 you know i don't know 90 so that's a lot of stuff dude i put on 20 pounds in like the first week with those you know
0: what cupcakes dude and smiley face cookies, large I was smiley there. face and frowny face. The little tiny like mixed variety oh, cookie, oh, those the, tiny the, butter those cookies. Those are called oh. the, uh, what are those called? Uh, cocktail cookie, something like that. Yeah, whatever they Something they're they're like that. Oh, anyway, mm-hmm. delicious. Yeah, so so really, that was, what was yours? I, <laughs> I sold ice cream bars at a uh, commercial airport. But here's the thing, not commercial like Delta, American, Southwest, sure. commercial like you just flew in cargo- from sweden yeah okay so not passengers well, you're pa- buying the ice pilots cream so they just oh. had like concession for pilots and it was the most boring job <laughs> and i had would this, you would you like this nutty Hi, strawberry I have a, bar got it got a dove bar here for you from 1980 because no one all 12 knew. of you here today <laughs> let's let's do this so there was it was kind of that yeah. simultaneously i was bussing dishes and washing dishes because my dad was in the restaurant business sure. and it was like oh you're 14 we're gonna put you to work do some stuff with dishes Yeah. Now. so so it was all like oh no I'm gonna go work at the airport <laughs> that was my rebellion <laughs> the commercial airport <laughs> commercial el- and sell I'm ice cream gonna sell bars. 19 people ice cream ha
1: I would eat all the ice cream no
0: we couldn't we couldn't I to,
1: wouldn't stop me I'd go right to jail ice cream jail for me
0: ice cream jail well so we got lots to do tonight we're also going to be talking a little bit last time we were on the air together we were talking about gifts that give back and how to spend less but really give more yep. and more meaning this year and we heard from so many of you and that was super exciting we loved we always love hearing from you but we especially love this because people were like you guys were asking us they like, were
1: they were saying
0: like oh but okay. what do we give them they
1: were like we are not professional chefs like we're on
0: board but what do we do yeah so we'll get into that we're gonna we're gonna help you out we'll be like helpers we'll be like gift shopping concierge
1: I like to say ideas elf
0: gift elf (laughs) we're the gift elves is what we're gonna do and we're also gonna be talking about guilty pleasures so we would love to hear from you about those Or non-guilty pleasures. Like if you just want to say, like, I don't feel guilty about it, that I like doing this silly thing or watching this dumb show. Yeah. Own it. So lots to talk about. And like I said, we've got comedians coming in at midnight. So lots to do, lots to discuss. Back in just a bit here on 720 WGN. 720 WGN. Hi there, it's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Patty Vasquez. We sure are. We sure (laughs) Yeah, we are. We (laughs) have we have a friend. We have more than a friend. Okay, but one is right now. <laughs> you know how I get with calls? I'm like, there's a caller. There's a caller. And it's I'd real like weird. And I like play I it cool I and like, slide a caller on the air. I'll just be like, because I was thinking just the other day when I was driving down this road, da-da-da-da, and now so-and-so, you're on WGN. And you're all like, someone's calling me right now. I know. Now. That's like, how I am. Like, you have no game about callers. No, no game. You get so excited. But yep. I'm excited, too. Hi, Matt. You're on WGN.
2: Hello, ladies. <laughs> and may I say, although I do love Patty, I will say this with much glee. The reign of Goose and Bosworth <laughs> is back in session
0: the for rain. the month
2: of December.
0: <laughs> okay, we're not here all month, but but but, 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 but we're, we're here, here
1: tonight, on, and you're, we're going to be on a bunch over the uh, the holiday. Yeah, but we are here. We are here tonight. How are you, Matt?
2: I am fantastic, and I am so ready for these shows. You have no idea.
0: <laughs> that, you, you are, are awesome. crack me up. Uh, I really appreciate your call, back. You're so funny. Thank you for listening you to us. Thank you for listening to and us. And being such, like, so nice to us. We super appreciate you. You're our friend. <laughs> yeah, thank
2: you. I I hope I'm your friend. Anyway, ladies, please enjoy the rest of the night. And I hope that you guys get some food that somebody left there from like a previous show. Oh. Because those are always the best treats. That's okay. Because apparently Steve Cochran left a bunch of gumbo. And Justin <laughs> had a bunch oh. right before he came on air.
0: Well, I uh, didn't. He it. didn't save us any gumbo. M- maybe but... we'll check on Justin before we yeah. eat any of that gumbo. <laughs> See, he's okay. Cochrane's show was many hours ago.
3: <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Yeah, hey, Matt. I was kind of worried about that. Anyway,
0: have
2: fun, ladies. Bye. All
0: right, bye, bye. Thanks so much for the call. You know, he's right though that that almost always there's some food left over from some show. Can I just tell you? What?
2: Uh,
1: a couple years ago, I was doing the uh, the holiday bit. Yeah. The overnights sure. someone left some sushi. Oh no, you did Yes, not. I did. You didn't. I no. did and I had a real problem area later.
4: <laughs> An
1: area. yeah it was a situation, Goof. <laughs> I bet you did have a situation. A- and I will never I don't oh. I think it was one of those things it it's you. Well I'm not in my right mind all the time at two AM. So this was a two to five a oh, digilio yeah. shift. And so and
0: nothing's open, so you can't like stop and get food. And on the I was way. like, "This yeah.
1: looks—it was—it was—I'm uh, sure the su- the sushi was fantastic seven hours earlier. Oh, sort of like microwaving
0: sushi,
4: you
1: know?
0: Oh, God. I've done that anyway. Ooh. It's a sad state of affairs. So that is not the guilty pleasures topic no. that we were going to talk about. No, it's the opposite. No. of no. That.
1: isn't that Matt a nice a nice guy?
0: I know he's so nice. He called that one time and talked to us, and then was he's he called he, a couple other was times. Was he the gentleman who talked about the scuba diving through a cave? Do you remember that? I remember that guy. I don't don't think think that was was him. Anyway. No, no, no. I think that guy's name was David. Okay. Look at the memory on Goof. I don't know. I I can't remember like what day of the week it is, but I can be like, well, August 14th, 1981, I know I had Lucky Charms for breakfast. Like I can think of dumb stuff like that, but I can't like remember where my keys are. Oh, I can (laughs) never. Don't get me started on that. It's (laughs) not useful. Unless we're playing Trivial Pursuit, then sometimes.
1: Oh, I would love, how does one get educated enough to play Trivial Pursuit well? Because get, I get the
0: arts and entertainment, and that's it. Well, that's the one I suck at, so we're good. Oh, we should, yeah. We're going to start a we're team. We're going to do this. Anybody that wants to play us in Trivial Pursuit <laughs> will knock it out. We will. But you, you, you're going to carry more of the load. Well, we'll both flake out on the sports part a little bit.
1: Oh, speaking of guilty pleasures. Sports? Sports is mine. One is of them. that
0: true? Well, here's are what I... Are you telling well, me truth words right now. <laughs> I don't
1: think you are. The words that are coming out of my mouth are true in that I listened to WGN's mm-hmm. post-Bears game commentary okay. from Hampton.
0: Yeah. Dan Hampton. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: It is fantastic.
0: Well, I'm not going to argue with
1: you. Because I will tell you that the Bears, you know, they're not doing so well. But his commentary in terms of the theatricality of it is so wonderful. I study him for like
0: method acting. If you've, he's so animated. Do you listen to Ennit for a Wildcats game? Yes. Because Ennit brings it to you. Yes. Yeah. And it is like
1: an art. It is It is an art form. Sorry. just I got distracted because the umbrellas are turning inside out. It's one of those windy. It's extremely windy yeah. But anyway, that is one of my guilty pleasures. Gooth is is listening but not to the game itself but to WGN's post-game commentary because okay the fervor with which these people talk about the the poor playing of the bears is art <laughs> the it disappointment is, in the oh, voices they get crazy <laughs> they start screaming and I'm like this these are my type of people so that's my guilty one of my guilty pleasures okay. yeah yeah. Do you have a, do you, but you, you're a fantasy football person. It's not a guilty pleasure, but don't, you, you do
0: the sports ball. <laughs> I do the sports ball, but to me, that's about math. Oh, okay. I see. It's less about sports, more about math to me. I like fantasy football just because I like looking at data and saying, what does this data tell me? It's science. It's science. Yeah. It's like reading a data set is interesting to me. But you also like it because you win. You can win also, things. Also, I win. I don't win stuff. I mean, I win like 30 bucks, but like, no, it goes right back in the pool. It's about the glory. It's about the like, so my particular um, football league, we have a very ostentatiously large trophy and whoever wins gets to keep it for a year and i was given the advice the first time i won it that the base of it fits behind a door they're like this is huge and it will look crazy in your house yeah so just like put it behind a door oh i
1: thought you were gonna say like keep it in
0: case of like self-defense oh you to could whack somebody kill someone with okay it. well that's good to know but it's huge i mean it's like if it's on the floor yeah how t- i'm almost six feet tall and it's like no she's rib you can't cage see it, but it's rib cage on it's Goof. way past way that's a that's it's a huge. little crazy it's a giant ostentatious trophy but it's awesome and we have like you know is this something engraved on it? Oh, yeah, but it's all in. I mean, I think it's like actually a conglomeration of several trophies from thrift stores put together oh, kind of situation. Oh, that makes it
1: better. That's an art
0: project. <laughs> yeah, it's an art project. Yeah. And then you get a medal that you get to keep. So it's about glory for that. Wow. I would never – see, before – well, now I know you,
1: and I know you pretty well. I would never have guessed the fantasy football, but now that I know it's about the math, the science, mm-hmm. the data, and the winning – and that, the winning. Yeah. That it that it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to ask people questions. You know, you See, find out a lot about it. Got to them. interview the people. Yeah.
0: We're going to take a break and get you to news and all of that good stuff. But when we come back, we are going to be talking more about guilty pleasures or, you know what, own it. Not so guilty pleasures. That's what we're talking about. Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Patty Vasquez. Back in just a bit on 720 WGN. 720 WGN. Hello. It's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Patty Vasquez this evening. We'll be with you till 2 a.m. We sure will. <laughs> I love your yeah. We will. I'm the well, I'm the hype woman. You're the slave of Flav of this show. I am. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I am. I am the slave of Flav of this show. All right. Um. Did you see yes. this very adorable, very adorable story? This is Unmashable. Um. You know that game Words with Friends? Yes, like I the do. Joint crossword People puzzle. People love. It. I love that game. It's so fun. Um. So there is this lovely and and I'm bringing this up because I feel like I've complained about various woes about technology
1: yeah recently we were talking about how you know technology kind of makes it easier to not feel your feelings and right. sit in the uncomfortable so
0: yes exactly proceed i just saw a story that is the opposite of that i'm so excited okay okay so this 22 year old guy and an 81 year old woman <gasps> started randomly playing words with friends because it was like matched You know, it'll match you with a random person. Well, so explain it to me because
1: I don't, because my phone is from the Ford administration (laughs) and so I can't play any games. But the point is, what do you do? What is this game Words with Friends? It's just like a crossword
0: puzzle. Okay, but where's the friends come in? You go back and it's like not even crossword puzzle. It's like Scrabble is what it's like. Oh. So you it's like Scrabble, and you just kind of go back and forth and you make words out of stuff. And, and you y- go back and forth, and then I have to play a word off of your word. It's just like Scrabble. Are you, okay, but are you competing with someone or against? Against somebody. So, so you can hit, like, play my friend Jen, because I know she has this app. or Because I know I'll beat her. Anyway, nah, <laughs> no, Or you can go, match me with a random person. Okay. And that's what this guy so it's did. It's really a competition. Yeah, and okay. you go back and forth, just like Scrabble. Okay. Okay. So they end up like playing 300 games No way! and, and they're friends and they like and there you there's a messaging feature in there so they start like messaging back and forth this was last summer and so, so it's she's been over a year how old she's 81 i'm gonna cry or maybe 80 yes yeah, she's 80 okay she lives in florida he he's... lives in uh let's see he was in maryland when they met but now he's in new york and they they you know, they started messaging and their friends, and he went and met her. Isn't that cute? I mean, that's amazing. That's that's so beautiful. And so just a couple of days ago, he tweeted, So last summer, I randomly met this 8 year old woman on Words with Friends. We played 300-plus games together, and she actually ended up becoming a good friend of mine. Today, I got to go to Florida to meet her in person. Heart emoji. Isn't that cute? I mean, that is a story. You don't hear that that often. And it's extremely adorable. Like, he tweeted some pictures. It's so cute. So they met. They met and they're friends now. And it's
1: so nice. It's so nice that it crossed. You know, they're not. There was nothing, you know, wasn't like romantic. It wasn't, you know, it's just friends. Well, no, because
0: he's 22 and she's eight. Well, 80. you never know. I mean, you never know. Have you seen Harold and Maude?
1: It's a movie. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I'm. Uh, yeah. Any, in any case, that's beautiful. It's a beautiful story. And it illustrates that social media and uh, can be can be good. I mean, I I too spend
0: a lot of time saying, oh, everyone's on their phones and everyone. But what I if, don't mind people being on their phones? I just mind it when people are jerks to each other. Oh, on, on the platforms on their phones. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's a lovely story, and for me, it also illustrates the point. F- um, I'm very critical of when I I do get critical of people always on their phones, but it'll help me to think maybe there's two people that are playing yeah. a game that, that are, are connecting are yeah, and maybe they're lonely or just whatever. Well, see, that's
0: the thing. I will freely admit that most of my social life occurs because of my phone and through it. Okay. So you, okay. Cuz I live alone. Okay. And so I'm in touch with people Primarily because of my phone, because people text me or like you and I talk a lot in Facebook Messenger. Yeah. I can't do texting. Well, you got because you're as you said. You're. <laughs> I have a lot of situations going. One on. day, one day, we're yeah. just gonna like fix up all of your my technology. tech stuff it, because on my computer the B key doesn't work. And that's a that's an important key. Well also my name is Bosworth. I was going to say for for Jen Bosworth. The so, B is an important key. So I
1: have to copy and paste the B every time. I <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I B nothing, nothing. Here I'm, I'm pressing it. Nothing. Right. So anyway. Um so
0: this is a beautiful story. It's a lovely story. It, it's on Mashable. Go read it. It's love. But Google words with friends. Like French odd friendship. Yeah, it's lovely. You'll you'll find it. It's great.
1: Would you say uh Words with friends is a, pl- a guilty pleasure? No, because it's what's nothing guilty about yeah. words with friends.
0: I mean, it it will it will be a time suck. Oh if it, you let it. Oh it will. It's a little addictive. But there's a game, hang on, I'm looking it up on my phone. Okay. There is a game that is more addictive than it. I it, play a game. It is called Letter Press. What? There is a game called Letter Press okay. Letterpress. Letterpress. And it is like Scrabble plus I don't know. You there's like it's like defensive Scrabble wait a minute what it's i i can't you defensive scrabble so you, words. you're search. trying to
1: block someone from making words
0: you're trying to you spell things and then you you just got to go okay look we'll at look it. at it what you can like own a square and then they can't touch that square so what is it i think because i'm sort of like the feely
1: person what what does it do what why do you like it i guess that's my question like what why do you like these games Yeah, that's a good question. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can tell you why I like mine. Tell me. It. It. Um. What game? I play some the only game that my phone can... It's some color block Tetris kind of situation. Okay. I like it because, like a lot of people say, it's me- it's meditative for me. Yeah. It's not... I don't have to talk to anybody. Yep. I don't have to think about stuff. I just focus on doing this color block game that I like. And it's simple
0: and it's not too um, taxing. But
1: I do notice I'm getting
0: addicted. You know what mine is? This what? is not a... Uh an app based game at all or even a game at all. Oh, Here is my here is a guilty pleasure of mine that I know that I like for the same reasons you just named. Okay. It is watching the Law and Order Marathons. Oh yeah. Because you know it's going to be all wrapped up by the end. Yep. Eames or Stabler will fix it up. Yep. It's going to work out. Or if it was the old days Lenny. Yeah. Lenny. One of them. There's so many. Yeah, there's there so are many, many. franchises yeah. of. So you watch the Marathon? I'll just put it on and just have it on. Oh, so house. it'll just
1: be like in the house. I'll be like, keeping tell, you tell us,
0: Benson, why is that guy a scumbag? You're right, he is. Olivia Benson. Yeah, yeah, I like Olivia Benson. I know I she's like tough. She's cool. Mariska Hargitay. Don't mess with her. No, no, she'll get you. So I like that. Okay, I, so that's but see, here's, and it's the true. It's like the it's like true crime, but you know it's going to be solved by the end. The whole thing, yes, it's like true crime. See, that's. you don't the, have to think too hard. You
1: don't really have to think too hard, but as you
0: know, there's a formula to of Law and Order script. Like yes. You're going to, you're, yes. The perpetrator is going to have one of the first five lines. <laughs> and you know, it's also going to be dunk, dunk, you know, it has, it's going to have that <laughs> dunk, dunk. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's funny. Guilty pleasure.
1: Like to me, my guilty pleasures are like real weird. Like, can you say them on
0: the radio? Yeah, I can okay. say them
1: on the radio, but just like eating butter on saltines while drinking Gatorade. That's
0: like a law specific and or specific combination. Well, yeah, I have
1: this thing. Is that like sick food? yes but it's also (laughs) turns into like having a sad day food having but it's comforting but it's very specific and I don't
0: always have to do the butter what color Gatorade
1: orange always 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 so when you say law and order I'm thinking that's like not my guilty pleasure that's like my day to day life you know the the saltines though the saltines and Gatorade it's just comforting so that's my so what I'm saying is I'm just saying your guilty pleasure is really like most
0: of what humanity does (laughs) So well, I don't like I, I rarely can just like sit and watch TV. I, oh, I got to be like doing. OK, except
1: Vikings. Man, we talked about that a little bit on yeah, Saturday. That show is so
0: good. That yeah. show is riveting. Yeah. And pretty. It's a beautifully done show. Yeah. So um, I, I want to know if people want to
1: call in with their guilty pleasures.
0: Let's tell make it the radio clean. Please. Oh, yes. Yeah. see I guess. Three, one, two, nine, eight, one, seventy two hundred. If you would like to confess a, just totally innocent guilty pleasure. Um Here's my like, I don't know if this is guilty pleasure, but it's certainly my too lazy to cook dinner plan. Okay. And that is open jar of peanut butter, insert spoon. Oh, me too. <laughs> me too. It's delicious. I and I tell myself it's nutritious
1: because there's protein. But really, I use the peanut butter that has mostly sugar. Yes, yeah, some of it sugar bomb. Yeah, I love, a, I love a good peanut butter. Um, I love a good peanut butter. Once
0: in a while, like I try to tweet and post on Facebook, like, pretty useful things you do you know i try to go like oh this is an interesting story and i often will say why i think it's interesting like oh you know this is um uh, an important issue i didn't really you know we have so much tax news i didn't realize this other issue was happening check this out um and i try to post interesting stuff but sometimes the tell of how stressed out I am or yes. worried is if I start tweeting a bunch of baby animal pictures, because oh. sometimes I'll go, hey, everybody, stop fighting on the Internet for 10 seconds and look at this adorable baby turtle. Well, I have to admit that I love that
1: because it reminds me, too, to look at usually for me, it's the uh, dogs that people have
0: dressed up like things. Those are the dogs I follow on Instagram. Okay, I, f- I might uh, follow more animals on Instagram than people. It's at Probably this point. better. It's better. It's better. Um, but there is like yeah. there is a an account called I think it's called Cute Emergency, and it's just little baby animals. Being I love cute. it. And it never fails that like they really kick into high gear on days when it's just like, man, the world is a garbage fire. It's a garbage fire. Everything's of a dumpster going truck. wrong, and all these things are happening, and everyone's being terrible to each other. And you're like, but it's a baby duck. Yeah, my guilty pleasure is a. Uh, Similar, but I
1: watch news bloopers.
0: Oh, don't laugh. We've all done no. them. <laughs> it is the
1: best thing I've ever oh. seen. And I don't. I don't make fun. I. I am with them, but I also think the juxtaposition between a news face, yeah, and then all of a sudden the 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 news set falls on their head yeah. or like the board, the the drywall, and and they're not injured, but it's more just like the the this sort of facade is broken yeah. of like we're so newsy,
0: and all of a sudden a dog will jump on the on right. the table. <laughs> right. I had sort of one. It wasn't a blooper. It was just like a word that wouldn't come out of my mouth, right? I was doing a live shot for WGN TV. There was like a Facebook update. And so I was doing like a live um, thing from the Tribune newsroom because I was writing a lot about technology at the time. And I was very serious. and I'm in my (laughs) suit and jacket and this is going to be fantastic because I love these. And I was really like. And they have a little. There's an anchor desk there, and I was sitting there, and I, you know, you've got like the thing in your ear. Yeah, it's so like very professional. It's very because you can't see them, but you're you can hear them. Right. And and they're like they turn it over to me, and I'm giving the spiel about what's happened to Facebook, and I'm trying to say Mark Zuckerberg, and it's just not coming out of my mouth, and so I just I just am stumbling over it. I just I, like it's not coming out of my mouth right, and I don't I don't know what I'm doing, and I just I keep what? trying to say it. Oh, I have that. I said like look. Oh, and I'm like, and I, and I, and that's z- not it, was like, it. Let's try it. How about a hip hop? Oh, it just wasn't <laughs> happening. Scatting. And like, I just, jazz? yeah, I just <laughs> couldn't get it out of my mouth. So I said, that is Facebook's founder <laughs> <laughs> just like kept going I was like don't love and then the ear thing popped out of my ear oh that's like, fantastic
1: see I I probably I, you know what I'm gonna try to find that clip can I find it because it'll, it'll oh I get have, me going I've for days downloaded
0: it because I'm like can you send it to someone me? at some point will be like I've got some dirt on her and I'll be like I already got it I'll tweet it before you if <laughs> that is the dirt they have on you you can
1: really you're doing you could run for president and be fine
0: I know you Me know that- on the other hand, I got all kinds of saltines problems. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk to Dave. Hi, Dave. You're on WGN. What is your guilty pleasure?
2: Uh, saltine, not, not saltines. That's for sure. Oh, <laughs> um, boy. Yeah, I um, I work second shift, so I'm I'm at home in the morning. And usually during the the school year, my wife's at work, my daughter's at school. I've been um, obs- I don't want to say obsessed, but you know the the court shows that are on in the morning. Oh how I do. I, uh, they're on for, you know, probably two, three hours or something like that. So I, I usually start my day and like I'll watch a couple of them in the morning and then you know and then it's time to get ready. But the the um when the school year started in September, the U, if I may if I may say, they changed their lineup so I you know, I put the T V on and I'm thinking it's gonna be America's Court or whatever. And uh, and it wasn't so I was I was kind of Aww. disappointed, but it, I found him very very interesting to watch. You know, besides listening to people's um, you know the troubles. the deals that they're the other troubles that they're going through. Um, just the the um the legal uh legal side of it too is very um, you know uh informative, and informative, yeah. and you you learn from it. And I, I, I was going to say just by stating, um, I'm just on my way home from work, but you guys have a very, very entertaining show. I just wanted to oh. say thank you for having had a uh, discussion. So
0: Thank you, Dave. I appreciate the call. Thanks, Dave.
2: Anyways, but All yes. Right.
0: Have a great evening. Bye-bye.
2: You as well. Thanks a lot.
0: All right. Bye-bye. He's right. Those court shows are pretty interesting. I don't really watch them, but like I had, I ran out for an errand, and I came back, and like my TV had just kind of sure. been on in the morning. And one of those court shows was on. And it was like this really fascinating and highly emotional case Oh, about tile. Excuse me? Like, she was like, no. Oh, her
1: tiles and the contractor was I, involved?
0: Like the tile store guy. Yeah, and okay. it was like, no, he ordered some cheap tile. Oh. This is what I picked out. And he's Who's ripping it? me off. And I, and I was like, she is weeping. Goof, can I tell
1: you something? What? I have many friends who have been... Um, Sued for tile? C- contestants. As uh, participants on those shows, yeah. Well, I figured as actors. Yeah,
0: I figured it's
1: yeah. fake. Yeah. Okay. I figured well, I'm probably gonna get sued at some point. But the point is, a lot of my actor friends had like parrots
0: that escaped <laughs> and went and and like, would you do that? Would you be on one no, of those shows?
1: No, I would laugh
0: the whole time. All I would do is wait for the air date and like tweet pictures of your face on my TV the whole time. So I, that's would all it, I would
1: do it. I would only do it if I could. Um, have like excellent hair and makeup and wigs and things like that like i would go full like <laughs> tammy incognito. faye baker
5: Ooh, just like
1: to go crazy that's how it, they would <laughs> never choose me because i'd be like you know god i'd be be too into it i'd be so excited they'd be like you're out of here
0: yeah yeah well we're going to break (laughs) we're gonna take a little break is what we're gonna do again if you want to give us a call to talk about your guilty pleasure 312-981-7200 amy guth and jen bosworth in for patty vasquez back in just a bit in on 720 wgn 720 wgn hi there it's amy guth and jen bosworth we're in for patty vasquez tonight hanging out with you till 2 a.m as promised we have very exciting guests in studio hello very exciting guests Hello. Hi. We Hi. have Hari Rao and Vic Pandya here with us. They are behind a very, very funny new show called Chalo Hasso, and we're going to hear all about that show. It is happening right here in Chicago. It's at 7 Bar and Restaurant, and tickets, we're going to tweet all this out. Yeah, we'll tweet it out. And it's going to be on the WGN radio page and all that, so don't freak out. Don't worry. We're going to Tickets are $10. That is a great deal. It's a deal. But before we get into what sure. a great deal it let's talk about the show. Welcome to the program, gentlemen.
5: Uh, thanks for having us.
0: Okay, so tell us about the show and how it came to be. Yeah, hit it. You, well, this is, this is actually. <laughs> you the, both are like, wait. The <laughs>
5: second uh, iteration of this, because the first one, uh, I believe it was the first one, happened October 13th, uh, and it went really well. And so the producer decided to do it again. And um, yeah, we're really looking forward to. Doing it again.
3: Yeah. So now we, we have like, I think we have a couple of new comics, but basically it features um, the top like South Asian comics in Chicago. So it's pretty cool. Um, I got to headline the first one, which is great. And I'm hosting this one. Hari's on it as well as like some other great Chicago comics.
0: And is it more improv focus or more stand up focus or is it a mix of everything?
3: It's purely stand up.
0: Okay. It's purely stand up. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's all of those things. And um, so if someone is like, okay, I'm going to this, I'm, cause $10 for how many people? I think it was like six. That's a yeah. heck of a deal. That's, yeah. That's a super good deal. Okay, so people are going, they're like, I've never been to this show. I uh, what do I expect? How would how are you describing it to people, like what the vibe of the comedy is? Is it raunchy? Is it I mean, date appropriate? Is it
3: Definitely it's it's uncensored. Okay. Um, right? But that doesn't mean I think every comic who's on it, all because they're South Asian, like their styles are completely different. So you're gonna get a mix of it's like if you were to go to the Laugh Factory, you get a mix of all types of comics. Um you're not gonna get purely like south asian material it's probably going to be skewed more towards that but it's not going to be they're not going to be pandering i mean they're going to be doing yeah. their normal set
0: yeah yeah all right and so how long have you guys been doing comedy and been in that world
5: uh i started in july so what? actually
0: the what? first <laughs> the first <Wait>, Hasso <laughs> was my fantastic. was
5: my first official yep. booked show
0: welcome <gasps> to comedy so, yeah well, thank you very wow. much
5: thank you what
0: brought you to comedy because you were music leading up yeah to that. i've been in
5: music a long time um And uh, a friend of mine and I decided to take some improv classes at Second City. Um, It's always Second City. It's always, it gets you, it gets (laughs) you. But, uh, you know, I really enjoyed the classes. Um, Pursuing that, uh, you know, on like doing shows and stuff wasn't really my thing. But uh, a friend of mine was doing stand-up. And, you know, I don't know uh, if Vic went through the same thing, but uh, it took a while of me just going to mics and like trying to work up the nerve to do it. And I would write material, but then I would never actually present it to anybody right and then one day I was just like uh uh, my friend and I were just like we're doing this today no excuses he came to he came to my mind it was actually Vic's mic
1: so here's a Guth and I often talk about like overcoming fears or working through fears and I find I've done stand-up a bunch and I find that it people who um are afraid of stand-up and then do it tend to be the funniest people I've ever yeah. seen oh absolutely do stand
3: up? yeah I, I think, tell that to comics all the time like people are like oh you must be like hilarious off stage or people are like super funny off should you go on stage I'm like no it's not at all no. how it works no oftentimes the people who are the quietest in the room or the weirdest yeah. are the best on stage
1: yes it's it's fantastic especially for stand-up I find you know yep and and um there's something about the truth telling the truth and not yeah. sort of putting on airs like I'm gonna be really funny it's more like I did this today and everyone's like ah, ha ha because it's just truth it's just authentic yeah. I I guess is the word that i was looking and i think for.
3: if you've never if you're tend to be a quiet or awkward person when you do finally get that moment you, there's a lot of stuff that you've probably been wanting to say and it, it comes out as like you say like that unfiltered truth which is like the best form of comedy
0: yeah i agree yeah. i agree i have done stand-up one time you did only. stand-up one time how like go one actual How'd it time go? it was for chicago's funniest media personality contest oh wait i heard about this and i won <laughs> oh yeah. awesome yeah, wow. i was like you, you won and yeah. you were but in a magazine is, about it what? two separate things oh um I was, but not for that. Um, I I didn't know how to do it. And I, Mm -hmm. like, some colleagues I knew were like making note cards and they really psyched me out because they were making note cards with all these jokes on it. I was like, oh crap, I'm not prepared for this. It's not going to go well. No, you just did your thing. I told a story that was actually kind of morbid where I was in, like, ended up in a really dire situation. I just told it. Like, I think gallows is sort of my thing. So I just, I, I got up and said, let me tell you this story about, you know, this. And I, I named what the situation was. I can't totally say it on the air, yeah. but, and, and I was like, wait, but there's, you know, and I backtracked and explained how I got into that situation. And I just, I, I was like, oh, I don't think it was that funny, but you can't hear the laughter from on stage. Oh uh,
3: yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It depends. I, mean, I it,
0: couldn't. Yeah. I was like, oh, that. I just told a story. It was fine. And then they were like, you win. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah i was against brian noonan at one point i oh. thought he killed it he totally well, here's killed the
1: thing. it like i i've told stories as well and when you're just telling the truth and the humor in the situation that more dire sometimes the funnier just because it's like how is this even happening it's and i had the, cringe
0: in there too
5: yeah
3: i was yeah. gonna say it's like that tension and release right yeah. a yeah. lot of i mean you there's so many funny comics who are like so quick their delivery is very monotone and then they're great. They're telling like lots of good jokes, but then there's also like a comic will tell one joke and his like 10 minute story. But the way he or she delivers it is so well and methodically thought out that you're like, wow, that was like better than the other community who had 50 jokes right. in yeah. the same minute. But this one comic did it in such a way that it built and it and it had this like it had drama it had tension, it had awkwardness, it had cringeworthy I moments.
1: It's, right. Would you guys agree? It's just not just about, quote, being funny. It's the way it's an art form and how you talk, how you make yeah. contact with the audience, how you build a story, how you I mean, it's an art form. And I think people think, oh, you just get up there and tell, tell some, some jokes.
5: Oh. Well, I absolutely agree with that. I've been. I think that uh, there's a sincerity that comes across when you're just being honest. Yeah. That even like the story on its face might not even be that funny, but because it really happened and you know it did and people believe it did, that it adds an element to it. I yeah. I uh, so I'm trying a bunch of different things as you know going to open mics and stuff just trying to find my footing. And I've tried stories that I thought were funny but I'm just making them up and they just don't come out right. the same way. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. People can sense the truth.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's and that's why like I tell every comic when they start doing shows like do your do a Southside show because the Southside show will tell you immediately in a minute. The audience will know yes. if you're genuine or not. Yes. So a lot of people are scared to do. Them. I'm like, well, then you're not telling good jokes. You know, you, oh, they're going to they're going to let you know immediately yep. if you're genuine or not.
0: That's really interesting. All right. We're going to take a little break, but we are talking with the guys behind this new show. Not super new, but new new to you.
3: Second iteration.
0: New to you. Second iteration. So it's new to me. Uh, Chalo Hasso, you want to go see that. We're talking with Vic Pandya and Hari Rao. We'll be right back in just a bit here on 720 WGN.
2: You look worried. Are you worried about the Hawks? I am too a little bit. I just feel like they're going to break out at any second. They're going to get rolling and uh, it's all going to be good. We'll get some more information on where the Hawks are and what's happening from Coach Q at 840. Steve Cochran this morning at 6 on 720 WGN.
3: Legend has it. Oh, boy. Here we go. Pop rocks and cola will make your head explode. Ben. Smartphones can be charged in the microwave. No. And a Nigerian prince will put you in his will.
4: Ben, those legends are hoaxes.
3: No way. They're on the internet, so you know they're true. These days, the only legend you can believe is the legend's bedroom collection at Penny Mustard.
4: There's nothing fake about its beauty. So
3: grand and regal. Sophisticrafted solid wood construction. Forever tight bed brackets.
4: Full extension glides.
3: Drawer bottoms you can stand on. And Lots of hidden storage space in the bed post and nightstand, perfect for hoarding peanut butter cups before they're discontinued.
4: But unlike the phony internet stories, this legend is a hundred percent true.
3: The Legends
2: Bedroom Collection with queen post bed, landscape mirror, eleven drawer dresser, and three drawer nightstand, starting at seventy four thirty two at Penny Mustard Furnishings.
4: Five locations throughout Chicagoland.
2: PennyMustard.com. Better versions of what people want. Penny
4: mustard. Is your honey-do list more like a honey-don't-have-time list? Service to a green tea. Here's another great home service from the company you trust, Green Tea Services. Hi, it's Tonya Khoury for my family-owned Green Tea Handyman Service. Whether you have a leaky faucet, drafty windows, doors that stick, or a bad light fixture, our experts can handle the job. Need a wall or ceiling patched? Pictures hung? Shelving repaired or installed? For all your handyman needs, call Green Tea. Eight hundred five
3: green tea
4: All handyman work is done by our professional, bonded, actual green tea employees. Relax and let us do the work for you. Now with our handyman work, get a $50 gift certificate for any green tea service. Call us now for details. Eight hundred five 5 green tea Green Tea Services, service to a
2: green tea.
4: 805 Green Tea. 805 Green Tea. Or Green Tea Play ball.
1: Celebrate the Cubs with team memorabilia, exclusive books, and so much more. Visit Chicago Tribune Store.com today.
0: Jen B, your live reads give me life. <laughs> 720 WGN. It's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth. We're in for Patty Vasquez. And we are—we have comedians in the house. It's we have always, new friends. We have new <laughs> friends. Don't leave us new friends. Uh, we are here with Vic Pandya and Hari Rao from the new show called Chalo Hasso. Someone just sent me a tweet and what? was like, how do you spell that? It's C-H-A-L-O, second word, H-A-S-O. Okay, there you go. And know. it is happening at 7 Bar and Restaurant. And tickets are 10 bucks at the door. We said 10 but... I, we screw that up. Ten at the door, five online. So you're gonna want to get those tickets online right now. Five dollars for six comedians. Be serious. And it, and and it is happening. When is it happening?
3: This Friday.
0: This Friday. What time
5: is it happening? Uh, eight o'clock. It's from eight to ten.
1: I'm excited.
0: I'm eight to excited. ten. Friday. Seven Barn Restaurant you know the address at the, yes. the top of your head we 400
3: don't have... east randolph street well, there we go seventh floor seventh
5: floor yeah. wow, then you're gonna fancy. get there and you're gonna think no there's no way that the show is happening <laughs> i'm not <laughs> yeah. in the right place okay but that's good to there know. is actually a bar on the seventh floor and it's
0: actually it's a really really nice uh setting for this yeah I'm it's a great think,
3: stage I'm Trying
0: to think, where is that that is one of my favorite things there's so many cool little performance spaces yep. all over the oh, city all
1: over and it's downtown even you wouldn't think they'd be downtown and you're like this is awesome. They're
0: all over the city. Yeah, they That's really are. so fun and cool and great.
1: Yeah. Um, I have a question for you
0: guys. Sure. Hold on. Before you ask what? that, let me give everybody oh, a heads the up. Heads up about that in like a minute and a half we're gonna do that required test of the it's emergency. Like a- it's not gonna be quite as melodic as oh. Jen's pretty note there. Okay. So just FYI here in a minute or so. The emergency System the alert testing. system is just going to test. It's just a test. It's just a test, ladies and ladies and Nothing's gentlemen. Nothing's happening as I go under the desk. No, no, it's just she's going to duck and cover. Anyway, yeah, why are
3: you leaving? Just, why?
1: Yeah. Just We're just, just going to put our helmets on. <laughs> Everything's cool. Don't, don't, don't worry just about like anyway, it. but yeah, we
0: we have questions about about bombing because I think. Like stand-up is very, it's very vulnerable work. We've been yeah. talking,
1: we, Guth and I talk a lot about vulnerability on this show. We can't get through a show without talking about We can't that. really. We can't really, but, and fear, and moving through it. So here's my, uh, what have you learned? We all bomb. I'm assuming you've bombed, unless you're, okay. Uh, what have you learned f- uh, from bombing? You guys can, either one can start.
3: Mm. I think bombing humbles you each time you do it. Oh. Uh, it's funny, when you start doing a lot of shows, You if you haven't done a mic in like a week or two, um, it's always good to go back and do a mic and then bomb to level set, because <laughs> you think you're the greatest comedian yes. of all time, and it's then like you go, d- check. yeah, yes. and you immediately be like, oh, I'm still I'm terrible, a human. and I, I make mistakes, yeah. and I'm not as funny as I thought I was. And so,
0: do you go to like an open mic to try out new material before you put it in a bigger showcase?
3: Yeah, so essentially, open miking is kind of just getting comfortable on stage, but also trying new material. So you might just try like a part of a joke, or you might try, you know, a full written out piece, but Oftentimes, you're just trying to see if it if it lands.
5: Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, I found that, like, the most challenging leap from music to doing comedy is that, uh, you know, you have band rehearsal in a basement, right? Right. And, you know, you're writing the music, and it's it's, it's, it's something you feel inside, and it, that's your art, and that's what you're delivering, for better or worse. But with comedy, you know, nobody goes to do comedy for themselves, you know? You're doing it to make people laugh. I mean, it's for you, but for the audience. Sure. So, um yeah to that's that's the band practice is in front of other
3: people yeah it's the only art form that you need a live response to to know right. if you did well right you it's could go show. write something you think is funny but if you deliver it like we were talking about earlier like how you deliver something completely changes it, when it comes out of your mouth it does not necessarily sound how it is on paper right
0: yeah yeah definitely and i mean i think it's some it's very interesting a lot of time like we have a lot of comedians on this station, and it's we rarely have like knee slapping conversations. We usually have really serious conversations about like technique and things like that because yeah. it's like a very different experience without that audience. Yeah, we are seconds away, I think 10 seconds away Ten from the super. Away. Loud. Again, yeah, what do we got to talk God, about? Nothing is going <laughs> under the desk. De- Jen's gonna hide, nothing's actually happening, just a test of the emergency alert system. 7:20 WGN. We're back. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. I, I can't, I'm I'm back from under the desk. Jen was nervous about the whole thing.
3: <laughs> Removed her helmet.
0: Just we've done our our required monthly alert system test and everything is great and working fine and we will alert you in the event of an emergency. So. We should-
4: we will We're going to try.
0: Down. Yeah, we'll <laughs> do our best. Unless the, unless the nuke just comes down on us all real fast, then we won't even know what hit us. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. back to the community. Speaking comedians. of bombing, <laughs> uh, <laughs>
3: good transition.
0: Oh, right? that's why you're a comedian. <laughs> right. <Eddie. laughs> These are the jokes, people. That was people. fantastic. And we have our new comedian friends in the house with us. We have Hari Rao and Vik Pandya here. They are these guys from this show that's happening on Friday. It's called Chalo Hasso. You need to go to it. It is at Seven Bar and Restaurant, which is at 400 East Randolph. And it's from 8 to 10 on Friday. We're going to put this up on the uh, on the WGMradio.com show page. So go find... Go find that and we'll also tweet it out and all that good stuff. It's five dollars online if you get tickets online. Get the tickets in advance. Just five, do it now. Five dollars six comedians, what what is are you your doing? problem? Yeah, Why yeah. Why would you not do that? You do would be that. Silly. Anyway, so we were talking about bombing and new material and all that, which I'm endlessly fascinated by because as you pointed out, Hari, um, with 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 a band, you're rehearsing and rehearsing and rehearsing, and I think Tell me if I'm wrong, but it seems like if you over rehearse your material as a comedian, it's not going to sound right. Like it, it's, it might sound like too memorized.
3: Yeah, like too it's robotic. kind of robotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think, think it, a lot of it, too, is like um, you you stop getting excited about material that you've done too many times. So a lot of times you'll comics you'll hear comics be like i gotta do the same set again oh interesting um but then you start as you start to do more comedy you start to get more comfortable with just writing like the beats down we call it writing the beats so you don't necessarily have like you know word for word written down but you have the joke that you're trying to get to but you may set it up a little bit differently Mm -hmm. or you may tweak it a little bit and you may accentuate one part or you may like tag up another part in the in the middle so then you start to have fun with it because you start to do different iterations of the same joke
1: do you guys um Improv, like, do you leave room for improving with the audience? Like, let's say someone says something. I thought we weren't supposed to
0: say improving. Oh, I thought we were supposed to say improvising. Is that right? Yeah, I always say improving. Well,
1: who's the actor now, Jen B? Yeah,
0: Yeah, I've only been on
1: a million television shows. Yeah, let me see it. She will. will. I will. I'll pull it out. Anyway, um, leave room for playing. How about that? Leave room to play with the
5: audience. Do you guys do that, or are you like, no, no, I pretend they're not there? Well, for me, um, uh, being newer, I just got off of – sheets of paper with every single word that i'm gonna say yeah i remember okay. you used to bring
3: them on the, the mic that's fine like people bring up their notes right sure, okay. but as you start to i think i was just telling him before this like you got to start hosting more because hosting mm-hmm. is completely like you may have a few ideas you want to say but if the comic just before you did something you have to react to it you have to call it out oh yeah so it forces you to be in the moment and you have to then improvise what's the
1: difference between hosting this is good to know hosting and featuring and yeah okay
3: so uh for for this type of show, the show that's happening on Friday, it's kind of we call it like showcase style. So that means you're getting like six comedians. You'll have a host who brings up each comedian who's kind of doing. That will be you. That will be, be me. Okay. Um. Then you have five or six comedians. And you generally have someone at the end doing a little bit longer time, which is called the headliner. But in the showcase style format, the headliner is only doing a few more minutes. Okay. But in a traditional comedy club, you have simply have a host, then you have a feature, and then a, a headliner, and the feature does about. 20 to 25 minutes the headliner does about 40 to an hour and the host does about 15 to 20 so you have that's it that's like what zanies does
1: that's that's a yeah my friend right now kelsey huff is yes i know kelsey yeah she's a good friend of mine very funny funny lady loves us we love her so
3: that's why um hosting i think is like the most important kind of skill early on to develop because then as you start to level up in the comedy scene People want to book you as a host before they book you as, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm actually hosting at Zany's in February. Hey, yeah.
0: congratulations. That's a Thank big you. deal. Thank you. That's a really big deal. I'm getting totally schooled in the comedy me too. format right <laughs> I now. I thought I
1: knew. Improvising, Improving. I
0: mean, I, I mean, I got to ask this, though. So like, what about the heckler stuff? That sounds so horrible to me. And I've seen it happen to comedians. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been in a place and seen someone get really terribly just badgered and I and I feel so bad for them and I'm like how do you you know I've seen people ignore it and I've seen people really push back and almost kind of try to out mean them what how what is your philosophy have you gotten heckled yet I have not Uh, or Harry he's like I'm still new you guys
5: are totally (laughs) killing my (laughs) I will say this and and, and this this uh, this maybe wraps into uh, um you know having the confidence to go out and, and and perform or recovering after a bomb is that I think uh, uh, one thing that I have uh, uh, is that uh, my age, so I'm 41 now, and I find that every year that you get older, uh, the less you care what people think about you. So true, my right? yep. So yep. true. <laughs> and so you build up this you know, uh, uh, thicker skin for
3: it. And that's also what open micing is for, is building up that thicker skin. Because you're generally performing at an open mic. You're going to like a bar on an off-night week. Uh, there's typically their slowest night so they'll allow comedians to come in there and practice uh. jokes so you're really only performing <laughs> to other comedians for the most part and comedians are like the worst audience the worst because we are harder on you we're all not so even harder writing. We're, we're writing we're practicing our own set we're looking down we're thinking about there's the next no. show there's come
1: no on. feedback um, really
3: there's really no feedback I mean it's like your friend goes up you're gonna watch but then it's like oh I've heard this joke before like it's a very um, so it's kind of like a, a you have to do a joke probably two or three times at different mics to really to validate it um, so then it just becomes, it's very hit or miss it. And some, some mics, you may have just come into the mic and someone just bombed. And then you have to follow that. And you have like three minutes to try to get work on your little piece of material, but you have to get the audience back up to a certain level of oh, interest. Yeah. So by the time you do that, you, Oh, you run out of time. It's I just, I just wanted to work on that one thing. So it's a very horrifying. Open experience. micing is a, is <laughs> it builds up that thick skin cause you're, you're constantly dealing with, with failure and you're constantly dealing with uncertainty. So once you actually hit a, a normal you know, stage and people are there to see comedy, your experience as a comedian is like a lot of people, are like, oh, aren't you nervous? It's like, I've done yeah. horrendous rooms right. up till this point <laughs> where no one's looking for no one. At all. Yeah. And now, now, now people are looking at me and like they're here sleeping. I'm like, yeah. Oh, right. th- everything. People are oh, sleeping. People are talking. Drunk. People are talking. Yeah. It's everything. Phone. So when you actually have a, a, a stage and people are listening to you and you're like, Oh, I'm telling this jokes. Awesome. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> this is what this is about. Right? Yeah. And
0: this is what's so fascinating to me about standup because you, i'm hearing you talk about how you have to build up this armor and get really tough and and you know put your subject yourself to all this stuff and yet we just led up to that by talking about what vulnerable work it is so you have to yeah, like stay weird. super open yeah. while getting super tough at the same time so true What yeah. I found too, chew on that one chew on
1: that one <laughs> listeners <laughs> um
5: what i found too about uh, uh to what vic said about um a bombing a joke is that it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad joke. Nope. Especially yeah. if it's in a room for, full of other comics. I have uh, I try to stick by a try it three times rule. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a do you have a rule?
3: Yeah, I mean I I definitely what I do now is since I've been doing it a little bit longer, sometimes I'll go to mics where I know majority of the comedians, right? And I, I tend to know at least one to two at each mic I go to. So I'll go to like a very obscure a mic that I haven't been to in months, or I'll go to a different part of the city that I haven't been so I'll try to validate the joke to a completely new audience. Mm. Or um, I'll work in new jokes into longer sets. So if I'm doing 20 minutes or I mean 15 minutes, I'll work in like three, five new minutes of material into that 20-minute set. So the audience is completely foreign and I'm getting a genuine reaction. Um, but, you know, it, it, it definitely – rule of three is usually a good one. If I really believe in it, I'll, I'll try it a few different ways, you know. Um, but sometimes like you gotta accept like it's sometimes you gotta let it go. Yeah, let it go. <laughs> Talk to... about your dad. You sh- and the duct tape. Not yeah. Anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean. Oh wait, what? <laughs> <Not anymore.
0: laughs> that was the thing I said. That's what. No, it was about my dad, but it wasn't <laughs> about yeah. duct tape. Duct tape. But when
3: you start doing comedy, you you're very protective of your material because you have very little material. Oh, so yeah. you're you don't want to give it up, but then it's it's kind of like again. It, goes back to being humbled it's like i have to let this go because i have to go and write and create more and uh that's all what the process is like the writing process and creative process is about
0: yeah man there's so much stuff to it i love breaking this kind of stuff down it's so interesting um so we're already out of time how did that even happen everybody head to this place it is seven bar and restaurant it's on friday from eight to ten four hundred east randolph I want you to go see Chalo Hasso, super funny show. You get six comedians for five bucks if you book online ahead of time. Uh, where do people go to book the ticket?
3: I think, um, so if you just Google Chalo Hasso, you should, I think it's on Eventbrite. Okay. Yeah, it is um, on Eventbrite. It's Eventbrite, right? right. But also, um, you know, we can, well, I'll just do this because I know the owner. Uh, I'll give away two free tickets if anyone messages my Facebook page, which, okay. so yeah. What, how do we find you? On Jen, just,
0: Jen, message him okay. real quick. Just Vic Pandya <laughs> on Facebook. You'll see awesome. it.
3: And uh, just message me, say you want to come to the show, and I'll give you free tickets.
0: Ah, oh, yay. Oh, also, nice. seem you seem like just nice people. We have new friends. I know. We're friends now. The end. The <laughs> end. Now we're That's friends. a good summary. I not, like that. Yeah. Not negotiable <laughs> at all. Well, we are out of time, but thank you both for being with us, Vic Pandya and Hari Rao from Chalo Hasso. We will see you on Friday.
3: Yeah, thank all you. Right.
0: Thank you. We will be back here in just a bit. We're going to take a break, get you the news. Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Patty Vasquez on 720 WGN. 720 WGN. I'm good and caffeinated now, Jen B. I am as well, but I've been that way since about noon. Oh, okay. I was really like, you were getting tired. Oh. And then all of a sudden I was like, caffeine. Oh, hi. It's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Patty Vasquez. We are indeed. Um, And you know what? A little bit earlier we were talking about guilty pleasures, and we got some text messages for you. you. I,
1: can I read my favorite one? Yeah. My guilty pleasure, this is Erico224, my guilty pleasure is a half pound <laughs> crispy bacon. I mean. Who doesn't love that? That's not,
0: don't be guilty. Own it. Love that. Own your pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about, what's the other one? 815 other? says peanut butter on each bite of banana. Yum. Yes. I'm
1: not a peanut butter and banana. Oh. I had childhood friends that ate peanut butter, banana, and mayonnaise sandwiches. Oh,
0: well, that'll mess you up.
1: Well, it really. Clearly. I couldn't even go for half the combo.
0: So you got, here's what you do. You okay. make it like a grilled cheese. You butter the bread. That Elvis Presley, right? Peanut butter, banana. Fry that bad boy like a grilled cheese. Delicious. Now, would you say, is that savory or sweet? Uh, like, it's everything you want it to be. That's the. It's called the Elvis Presley. He ate those all the time. Yeah. Didn't work out well for him. Uh, 630, my guilty pleasure is going to the horse track and gambling. Well, that's an addiction. But I get much <laughs> more enjoyment from all the fantastic hats. Oh, somewhere. That's now cool. that's great. I got a cool derby hat because you know i like but do people like wear ponies oh yes oh yes
1: but not just to derby but to like if i go to the racetrack in hats, aurora or whatever,
0: i mean maybe not that
1: wherever i don't know where they are they, they really do
0: yeah and if you ever go to, to like the kentucky derby yeah if you think your hat is over the top put more crap on it
1: i mean i've seen i've seen derby hats that are like they're ridiculous feet tall oh
0: there was a woman with battery powered little cars that were like running around orbiting. This cannot be true. Oh no, it's real. So my hat, I have, I have like a, a brown and pink and purple hat Mm -hmm. and I have, I'm, I'm not a superstitious person, but I'm very superstitious about that hat. I'm, Pretty good at picking the winning horse. Okay. And so if I win that year, I put something else in the hat, like another feather or another uh, flower. I'd like to see this hat. If I do not, i like subtract. Oh. Have it's, you been to the Derby? I have. I've been a couple times. Is it times. fun? It's very fun. It's really it's fun. My
1: problem is it just goes so fast.
0: Well, you make a day of it because oh. that's race like 13. See? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So you get out. And like, you know, 10 in the morning, you just hang out in the sunshine. It's always warm and nice. Nice. You just chill out there. People watch. It's, it's really some of the greatest people watching on earth. There's hilarious people that have had one too many juleps. Yeah. That's the thing. A lot of juleps going on. A lot of juleps going on. Um, and, and a lot of times it'll rain, but it always clears up just in time for, for the the Derby race. Right. And you know, if you want to just put like a dollar on each race, it's fun or two. You have to do two. You have to do two. Um, but you know, then you also see people making like big money. Did you did you win big money? Go- I did pretty well one year. Really? I, I, here's the thing: I I almost always pick the winning horse. Really? Harry Tynowitz and I discussed this at length. Who, who who who's that? He's one of the sports guys right oh. here on the station. Oh, okay. The sports ball. He he talks about the sports ball. Yes, he's a very funny man. But we have to, we talk a lot. We talk often about. In fact, he gave me um like an awesome shirt from from Saratoga because <laughs> oh, he knows nice. I'm all about the horses. Um. So I, I almost always pick winning horses just because same with fantasy football. I look at all the data. I'm like, when was the last race this horse read? Oh my, Who was the oh, mare? Right. Who was the sire? The lineage Are of they, the horse yeah. you get into. How do they do in the mud? What's the weather that day? What's going on? Just wow. got to look at the mudder or if it's a grass track or mud or what's going on. So it's fun to me. It's like a game just to figure it out. That's fantastic. But the thing is, I I never have... You know, what? my attitude about gambling is like, don't ever bet more than you're willing to throw out the window. I never win. I never Well, if you win. walk around saying that, you won't. Get it's, your bad luck away from I me. I mean, <laughs> I just, I try, I try, and I cannot even win the penny slots. You go, that feels lucky, and you run with it. Okay, that's what it. I'm going to say. <laughs> you just go, I win things, and you do I've it.
1: been to Vegas once.
0: Have you been oh. to Vegas? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, wow. You're talking like a high roller situation.
0: I like a good, I like a good roulette. Roulette? Yeah. You're like James Bond over here. Didn't (laughs) he do roulette? I'm not that smooth about it. But, you know, you, you, you walk around the tables and you're like, ooh, that table feels lucky. And you just, the thing is, I am okay about quitting. Oh, walking away. Yeah, I can, that doesn't bug me too much. And I, I, here's another thing I do. When I make the principal back, I go cash it and I stick it in my brassiere. Oh. And I forget about it. So if I say like, okay, you're I'm, spending $50. It's usually not that much, but yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> like, okay. Like I'm going to walk in with $25 and that's okay. what I have to play with and whatever. And when I make that 25 back, say, I, say I'm up like I've got 40 bucks in front of me. I'll go cash 25 of it, stick that money in my brassiere, forget about it. And then just like sit there with the rest of it
1: because
0: that way i've like i've kept my principle. very
1: very very responsible
0: gambler i even such a nerd i've been i've been like you're a nerdy gambler like i'm gonna put 10 percent away also because then it's like a return on my like it's crazy happening i I don't know i just throw the
1: money in the machine (laughs) and then hope for the best and never get but see but yours is working your your, uh, technique clearly is better than mine so go whatever is going for it. what you've got Keep doing it. Yeah, keep doing it. But so the that, whole
0: point is, it's fun. People watching at a horse race track. Yeah,
1: and, and especially person, when
0: someone like wins big,
1: big. Do they freak out?
0: Yeah, I think I might pass out. Some people really freak out, and sometimes they'll like run to the drink line and they'll be like, "Oh, your juleps are on me!" <laughs> and they'll just like wow. buy a bunch of drinks. That's people. how you know they won. Yeah, but but there then there's the other kind of person that like you know they won, but they're trying to be cool. Yeah, so they walk up and they're like, "Here's my ticket." Yeah. Shut up! Yeah. I need to get out of here real fast with a large sum of money. Shut yeah. up! <laughs> yeah, before my
1: uncle finds out. Before I get robbed. Yeah, let's and go. it's like, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that 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 so that was the uh, guilty pleasures situation of of yeah, our. Yeah, thanks texters. for the text. Thank you for your
0: 7200 Um, I we got to take a break already. Oh, we do. Um, but when we come back, I want to talk about jobs. We were okay. talking about this a little bit at the top of the show. You know, nobody got into this field because they were going to make bank. That is I correct. I think we can agree on that. <laughs> that is correct. Nobody was like, hmm, what profession can... They were like, forget finance. Forget <laughs> computer computer surgery. I'm going to do radio. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. That'll get the big bucks. Yep. After you dig out some change from your couch cushion. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, I, I, I got my first job when I was 14. Mine was 15. And I have been, I'm sure you're the same, have been steadily employed with at least two yep. jobs since then.
1: Yes. Oof. In L.A. I had, when I worked, I had, at one point I had four jobs. Yeah. I don't know what,
0: uh, yeah, now I, I wouldn't be able to do that, but. I just color code my calendar, so I don't have to think about it that hard. I go, See, these are the all the te- purple things. I need
1: you to teach me this, because right. I
0: have a literal book that's fine just get highlighters and be Ugh. like this is pink stuff is all radio yellow stuff is all acting yeah and green stuff is, is all... my true
1: crime watching yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: right it makes perfect sense yes it all does. right so we're gonna take a break and we come back we're gonna talk about all the kind of crazy day oh, jobs that we have had. had them we might have them again I have them currently. Yeah, I do too. (laughs) Right. What are we saying? Like had in the past. (laughs) There's many jobs happening here. All right. Back in just a bit. Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Patty Vasquez here on 720 WGN. (laughs) That song never gets old. Never. Dolly. I love her. I love her. Amy Guth, Jen Bosworth in for Patty Vasquez. That song is so good. Well, the movie is brilliant. Nine to five. It holds up. Lily Tomlin
1: so much good about that dolly parton yeah can't go wrong
0: i went to uh so one of the many jobs that i have um we had a we have a retreat every year to like learn new curriculum to teach and all that and um they call us in the morning by playing that song really nine o'clock on the dot that song is playing like get your butts in the seats it's time to do some work that is fantastic (laughs) so you start hearing that like that slow beat at the beginning where do they put it through the speakers oh yeah that whole is whole place hilarious yeah, so that everybody can hear like time to go to work let's that do this great yeah, it's fun that's so that's what it always movie. so every time I hear that song it's uh, so fun but I hear that song I'm always like good oh, yeah you're like gotta get to gotta work focus. gotta focus okay I got my pen Everything's yeah. good yeah okay so we've been talking about jobs and all the many many day jobs what is we, we talked earlier about the first job that bakery that job really really it, it went south too what was the weirdest job you've ever had
1: i was a uh well my i have like a weird fancy job and then i that i have a the the weird job job was i was a
0: secretary in a catholic church rectory that's not that weird Look, Lots of people do that. I was like twenty-two. No, I know the answer to this question. It's
1: what? the it's the the Meh. that that job is weird. Okay, so I you mean the Hollywood job? Yes. I don't I, that job. I worked for Nicolas Cage. People, some people on this on this uh,
0: station know that. But here's the thing: yeah. how many people in the world have been? A reception. Were you a receptionist? I was a, I an was administrative a secret, assistant. I was called a
1: secretary, rectory secretary.
0: Okay, probably more people have been rectory secretaries than Nicholas Cage <Nicolas> Cage's <laughs> assistant. I don't know. He saying. went
1: through a lot, so I don't know if that's true. But okay.
0: No, no. Um,
1: the the oddly enough, the rectory job is tied to the Nicholas Cage's job in a weird way. So I was a when I was twenty two, I went to DePaul and I and I got a job, a part time job as a rectory secretary. Mm-hmm. Very weird job and nothing to do, just a weird job because I no was no like, swear in there. No, but I was also like scheduling catechisms and baptisms, oh. and uh, I don't know if those are the same thing, and weddings, yes, and funerals. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> so anyway, that was a weird job because I also had no religious affiliation to oh. this place at all. Okay, it was like a job. I mean okay. it was it wasn't even like I knew anybody. It was just like, Hey, do you want this job? Okay. Sure. <laughs> Show up at this church at this time. I can schedule it. So up. that yeah, right. And I had no idea the yeah. terms. Mm. I was like, What is a commun what's the difference between a communion and a baptism? I don't know anything. So I had to educate. One myself. has crackers.
0: I know oh, that. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: It's a wafer. I'm kidding. It's a wafer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I I didn't know any of that. So I had to educate myself. So that was weird. Um, But yes, the Nicolas Cage job that I worked from 2001 to 2006 was, that's more than weird. That was insanity. I'm sure. I'm not calling him insane. What I'm
0: saying is. Being a celebrity's assistant is insane.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is just, it's just wild. And especially if you're from the Midwest and you're like, I don't know.
0: Like, ooh, Hollywood. Hollywood. (laughs) This is real weird. Mm -hmm. So that was,
1: that's my job. And, and, and actually when I met him to interview for the job as his assistant, the final stage was meeting Mr. Cage. He looked at my resume, he had my resume in his hand and he goes, jen i see you worked seriously i see you worked in a catholic church rectory what was that like he literally said that and i went
4: well Uh, it was was good
1: i mean what do you say and he was like that's really cool i mean that was the one thing i had a bunch of stuff on my resume that is the one thing he caught and i was like this is real weird and i'm in a trailer in the desert where you're filming a movie? What yeah. has happened to my life? So that was that's my story. Yeah, my that's weirdness. pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty.
0: What about? What and I'm, then, what job would you say oh. would I be most surprised to know that you've had?
4: Oh,
1: interesting. My jobs are pretty Jen Bosworthy, like okay.
0: like, um, except for rectory secretary.
1: That is the most like
0: what? That's not the job I've necessarily placed. You no, on. no.
1: That the other ones are like pretty um, admin assistants yeah. for you know pretty powerful women, which was fantastic. Cool. Um house cleaner learned yeah. so much. My aunt I'm cleaning houses. Oh my gosh. What did you learn from cleaning houses? Just learned that, you know, everybody is dirty. <laughs> no, yes. we all make dirt. Yeah. I mean we really do. And, and and whether it's fancy or not as fancy, everyone has their their messes. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people look some people are sort of more on the hoarder side yeah but everyone's got everyone's got stuff and also I learned that people love them some memories so pictures photos I mean everyone had photos that that were prominent like that was the one thing a lot of people had in common photos of loved ones interesting up
0: I too have cleaned houses and like run errands for people yeah I've done that job too you have and I thought it was a fascinating experience because it seemed like the inside of your house like um represents your inner life don't come to my house goof well right i mean like there it was just interesting because you could kind of figure out people by like where the mess was in their house what if it's the whole <laughs> the whole house no there was like it would just be for example like there was like, yeah. one woman and her from the like Waist up area, like middle of the wall up, everything was immaculately decorated from the waist down. Very, very messy. What is that? And That's it was just interesting. And it was like mirrored her health. Oh and it was really just kind of interesting and that's i, I, I kind of caught on i was like oh she has all these like lower body issues and, and the, mm, not that i'm saying that's connected it was just interesting it's just interesting to it, what you see yeah. i think that's you know
1: you can i mean it's true for me you can tell what's going on in my life by the state of our house totally and my and house when, is I'm, a mess like don't even bother me. if i'm if i'm stressed out or if i'm and just busy it yeah. looks a little crazy like you th- might think we've been burgled <laughs> but we <have laughs> mine not. is
0: just close because i live alone so i feel like my clothes are on the floor. To this me. shirt can sit on the couch. Don't care. Yeah. That's fine. That's where I put it on. That's I where I took it off. That's fine.
1: Live alone and that happens and then my
0: <laughs> husband wants to leave. So there you go. <laughs>
1: That's fine. That's
0: fine. Yeah. I would say one of my, and we got to take a, take a break here in a okay. second. Um, one of my, gosh, I've had a bunch of weird jobs too. Yeah. What was your, what was the most weird? The, for I mean, you? I waited tables a long time. I did a lot of retail, um, I mean, I did the chef thing for a while. I've talked about that. That I'd like to talk about when we come back from break. I don't break. think it was weird, though. It was really fun. What, it was it's great. It's unusual for most... I don't know many chefs. I don't I don't know many ex-chefs. Oh, they stay in it to win they it. They stay in it or they burn out and oh. freak out and go live in the desert.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad yeah. you're here with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm back from the desert. I mean, uh, for a little while, I, um, I answered the phone and did some kind of light admin things. At a um, a mortician's Uh, office. Okay, that's fantastic. Um, I learned a lot from that guy. That is fantastic. Because he had the best attitude about death. I bet. Because one of the first days, he was like, okay, are you going to be weird about this? And I was like, well, it's, you know, dead people. It is. He's like, but that's the business. And that's, you know, put food on my table for 30 years So i was like fair enough sir okay um (laughs) so i kind of worked up to the actually i would like knock on the door to tell him like there's a call but i would like open it and not look in yeah because i knew he was embalming people and stuff and then i got to where i could look but finally he brought me in there and he was like okay we got two people here one of them a very very wealthy ceo one died a pauper which one you couldn't tell and i was like looking and i was trying to. i thought he was giving me some kind of like a test forensic oh. cool like right. ooh, like law and Who order moment yeah. yeah so i was like looking at their nails and yeah. i was like well this guy has better nails so he probably was the ceo guy i don't know and i was trying to throw out all these things he was like you're wrong it's the other guy and that's the point that you cannot tell and at the wow. end we're all gonna end right here on this metal table with this blue sheet over us and it's none of it matters so like you can't take it with you know he like gave me these So he
1: had like these life lessons lessons.
0: yeah and I didn't work there long it was like a it was through a temp agency but it was really I learned a lot from him and he had a really good attitude because he was like look we're all gonna go and we should and he's right and he's right he's like no one gets out of this mess alive nope we should we should, in fact, embrace it and not be afraid to talk about it. And it's not morbid. We're all going to go. We should have open conversations with our family because he was also on the part of things where he would then have to like, he had like a sales guy that worked there, but yeah. he would kind of have to have conversations with family sometimes. Of course. And they really didn't know the final wishes. They're like, mm. we never talked about this. I don't know. So he he was always like, oh, again talk to people you know yeah but one of one part of my job was to make sure he never went and talked to family without the quote-unquote serious tie because he always wore like my god funky loud cool happy ties and you'd be like tie and he had like a black a navy a brown and gray tie it was really somber he had like a costume yeah he did he was like out of respect they expect me to be to match them in their grieving so right now so i'm going to meet them there but then i'm going to put my charlie brown tie back on because i embrace life and he had this like joie kind of thing so there's that wow yeah i learned a lot there but good times anyway we're talking about all the jobs we've had if you want to give us a call or text and tell us about a very interesting job that you have had or maybe you have right now 312-981-7200 we're going to take a little break get your news all the good stuff back in just a bit on 720 wgn 7:20 WGN. Hello, it's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth and for Patty Vasquez today. Yes, we are. Talk for a minute. I got to fix my headphones. Okay. I'm having a problem. We're here. A, like my, Guth is having some kind of technical difficulties. I'm, but here's what happened: a, p- a piece of my bangs got caught in my both my glasses. Old, she had an old bang problem. And my, don't say that. Oh, that didn't sound. <laughs> my right. my bangs got caught in my go. glasses and good. headphones. So they were like pulling my glasses yeah. up and headphones down. And the glasses and my,
1: were kimbo, and your
0: hair was. It looks great now though Askew. skewed is what was happening yeah. and exactly. then there was wrath around my eyelashes the whole situation had a situation so like
1: we, not as bad as my sushi situation. I the cannot other day. believe I you did that it was like four in the morning and I was starving and I just thought, you know what I'm gonna take the risk. I am so so sad I did that to myself. so don't never eat old sushi could be Jen uh, B's uh life lesson for you the big one. <laughs> never eat old sushi
0: that's the name of your memoir yeah life lessons from jenba <laughs> never eat. number one number one do not eat sushi that's been sitting out in the open at delhi radio for seven to 18 hours can i tell you um uh, speaking of jobs yeah i was which saying, is the thing we were talking about we were right talking about news. jobs yeah so um we, my
1: first job that bakery job yeah you know it was the first one and it taught me there was a very valuable lesson i learned there so the cookies are delicious well yeah and the cupcakes add pounds let's just also talk about then. that um but uh i had a coworker who i think had some addiction problem i okay. you know um so anyway my drawer you know the old fashioned drawer the cash register and it drawer. was an old yeah. school ching mm-hmm. that one was always short uh-oh and i got in trouble and they were like we're going to fire. It was bad. I would cry. I could not figure it out. I could not figure it out. I could not figure Co-workers it out. worker's ripping you off. Yes. Yeah. So th- I had never n- had a job. So so they blamed me. And I thought, and I had no recourse. And I was like, I'm telling the truth, but th- they don't They're know They're like, that. you're just a kid. You don't right. Know. They're yeah. like, you're stealing. Or your math is so bad. And it could have been. My math is terrible, <laughs> but not that terrible. Every consistently $40 short. Oh, 20 to 40. And they were like, what are you doing? They didn't believe me. My coworker was ill. She had a problem. And she was stealing from my drawer. How'd you finally bust her? Okay. (laughs) i i kept trying to convince them and it was in my head where i was like oh this is one of those things where you cannot all you can do all i could do is tell the truth yeah if they're gonna believe me they're gonna believe me if not i know in my heart i did nothing wrong here and so i just stuck with that i thought if and i told my parents i said this is happening they're like you just tell the truth yeah so i did they caught her leaving the bakery with the whole cash register one day whoa
0: okay and they and they came how do you conceal that in your handbag
1: she just was carrying it out before oh. the the bakery opened, and some livery so guy busted. so busted, and she. I hope she got help. I really do. I. But they came to me and they said, "We're sorry." You know, we and it just. Ta- I said, "It's okay," but you know what? It taught me just for me. Just t- t- all you can do is tell the truth. Yeah, and do your best and have integrity. And people, you, I have no control over other people. Anything anyone else does, nope. Right. So that was a very and that was my That's first a great job. Lesson. Fifteen. And what about you? Where's the job you think you learned the most like life lessons? We talked about the mortician job, but that yeah, was...
0: what was some life lessons. That was great life. And I the, wasn't the mortician. I was answering the phone. No, no, right. Mor- um, oh, right. She was not the mortician. <laughs> I was not. The mortician's <laughs> helper. I was. I was the, the sorcerer's phone. apprentice on there that one. There you go. Um, I think I got a lot of life lessons working in restaurants. My dad was in the restaurant industry. So when I was like... Right after I turned 14, it was like, congratulations, you have a job, you're going to be washing dishes. And I was like, no, I want to be doing the, you know, I wanted more glamorous jobs in his restaurant. He was like, tough. Here's what you're doing. He really wanted to enforce upon me the importance because I had like during the day I was washing dishes and at night I was bussing tables. Okay. And... If I did a good job for six months, he might promote me from dishwasher to potato peeler. And oh. he might promote me from busser to person who uses the little thing to get the crumbs off the table. Oh, yeah,
1: that crumb thing that I never saw
0: until like and, two years ago. And like replenishes the little pats of butter shaped like roses. Sure. So I was very mad about that. But, you
1: wanted to just move to server.
0: Yeah, but like what 14 yeah. year old girl wants to be like in a dish pit?
1: Or, running, or peeling potatoes
0: pe- even. even even the promotion did not seem glamorous no, I was like, like dad off- I know how to cook put me on the line put yeah. me you know and he was like wrongo so the what he taught me with that was he really wanted to impress upon me that you can be like it doesn't matter what you do how far you go if the dishwashers are being treated badly yep and not like n- nothing works everything's going to break down if if the dishwashers and potato peelers and the bussers and and crumb picker uppers and butter replenishers are not happy and feeling like part of the team, everything is gonna suck.
1: Yeah, and and it, yeah, you're only as happy as your all your team members, right? I mean, right. That's he's so right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it translates into. I was thinking about being on set. When I'm uh, doing, been lucky enough to be, be on television.
0: That ain't luck. Don't say luck. Okay. When I've you you bust your butt. I do. There is I nothing. Work really hard. Ab- there is no luck involved. You hustle. So when I'm
1: on set, I make a, sure because this is how I was. My parents same thing. It was like you treat everybody the same. The
0: same. Totally. And I
1: know that your your parents did the same. Your Absolutely. father. Everybody. You talk about in the restaurant like if, if there's a celebrity. Oh, you he treat was like no special oh my treatment.
0: my My dad was like. If a celebrity comes in here and they like, I'm kind of important, you know, give me a table. Too bad, right? Like nobody gets right. And and if you got caught giving a celebrity like preferential treatment, yeah. you were in so much trouble, if not straight up fired. Yeah, like he would be like, so I'm done with you. Yeah,
1: and it's a it's a great lesson. And so when I am on set, you know, there's a lot of people. There's there's um, extras. There's um, like production PAs, assistants. There's yeah. lighting people, and I treat everyone with respect and. You know, the way I would like to be treated and I learned a very valuable lesson. I was talking to the lighting, some of the lighting crew on a, on a show and just really talking to them. And I like people. I mean, yeah. I genuinely like people. And so they were like, you are like the nicest actor that we've had. Let me show you something. And they put me in better light. And They were like, we're going to put oh, you in the good light so thanks. that you look better. I mean, I didn't do it for that reason, but you never know what you're going to, you it's know. A nice a perk. Yeah, it's a perk of and being And you never nice. know when
0: like that lighting guy is going to direct something later exactly. and all that. And I just talk to people and treat them like. Also because it's just the right thing to do. It's
1: just the right thing to do to be a human being yeah. being nice to another human right. being.
0: So that was like the lesson my dad wanted me to have. It's a good lesson. And and so when he would interview, um, you know, like chefs and head cooks and stuff like that, he, he used to tell me about this this like test he would cuz it's like a, a cooking test is standard for kitchen jobs. Um so he would like talk about really lofty things and sure. towers made of parmesan whatever and right. like chocolate centerpieces and all yeah. this. And then he'd be like great, go make me a burger. Great. Or so cook good. me a chicken cuz his attitude is like You can make sculptures out of fancy glitter sugar till the cows come home, but you need to be able to make a burger to order and cook a perfect steak and cook a perfect chicken and whatever. Exactly. Before you... Exactly. And so I think it's so attractive to especially young chefs to want to like, I can make this big fancy showpiece. Fine. But if you can't make an awesome steak, out you go. Yeah. And so that's kind of like a theme that was echoed throughout my childhood. Like get this basic stuff
1: right. It's good. Start at the bottom. And it's not even the bottom. It's really where we all are. Yeah. So just do the job. I always am like, do for me, it's like, do my, be nice, do my job and go home.
0: Right. Stay out of the stuff. Don't have to get involved. Don't get in In the the soup.
1: soup. Nope. Just Just do my job, do my best and go home. I always say that on set. I'm like, what am I here for? This is what I'm here for. If there's drama, I don't need it. I don't have anything to do with it. Be
0: nice to people. Go home. Yeah, man. I don't. Mm -mm, With the drama. Too old. Too old. So, you know, there's yeah. some speaking of jobs. Okay, let's talk about uh CNBC has a list, 10 most stressful jobs in America. Would you like to know what number 10 is? <laughs> I would. It's broadcaster. Is that is that what we are? That's what we're doing right here, my um, friend. That's
1: the number 10?
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Broadcaster. Okay.
1: All right. Okay. I can Next, hang with that.
0: Taxi driver. Okay. I'm going to say there's a wide wide jump between those two because if i was a taxi driver i would be afraid there's safety concerns we don't really have look a dangerous goof. i mean we are surrounded by glass and anyone could come in and take no, us out at that's any true. moment. but no no but i hear you uh, uh, taxi driver seems a big jump yeah that's nine that's nine number okay. eight pr executive oh that'd be a hard job because you got to put out crises when like dumb people do stuff you know what i mean like yeah. like when you're your well, CEO me. person says something totally believe stupid me. or... In fact, I bet you right now... In Hollywood. Ooh. And yeah, in many industries, I bet there's a lot of people like corporate communications people and PR people going like, what How I can doing? we fix... I'm going to go live in a yurt. Yeah. This is terrible. How I can't can I... defend this person. No, there's,
1: there's only so many fires you can put out before the whole thing catches fire and it's uh, you're all burned. Y-
0: yeah, it's one it's... thing like dealing with a crisis. No. It's quite another like, you know, everything's on fire. I'm just going to throw it's my briefcase fire. in and walk away. All right, let me... Hit me with some more. Senior corporate executive. Fair enough. The whole company's riding on your shoulders. Sure. Um, Newspaper reporter. I think it depends on what beat you cover.
1: What beat do you think is the most stressful? Would you say?
0: Well, I think uh, breaking news, overnight crime. Breaking news, overnight crime, and why? Well, you're. I mean, there's a like if you follow all the people on the upstairs on the Tribune breaking news sure. team on Twitter, they're I mean, you're going out to shootings and stuff in the middle oh, of the night. Okay. I mean, just was it last night or two nights ago, a tribune reporter was carjacked. What? In one of the tribune pool cars. Oh. She was, you know, was in a parking lot doing her notes and someone carjacked. getting it together and someone okay. carjacked her. So like there's stuff, you know, you're, That's very stressful. You know, you're you're wherever the crime is, you yeah. gotta go there and okay. talk to the cops. That's fair. But then you know, for a while, like, I was on a books beat. I don't even know what that means. I was writing about books. Oh. So, like, a stressful day there was, like, th- when J.D. Salinger died. I was like, gotta go, because I gotta <laughs> get an obit up. <laughs> you know, it's so, like, that wasn't nuts- that true. I mean, I did run out of a meeting, because I was like, that's pretty big news. I gotta that get. is big And I news. literally ran, but I was like, all right, I got go. Um, Event coordinator. Eh,
1: I, you know, I have, um...
0: Events. Don't stress me out.
1: Well, what, hap- what happened would be in L.A. when I would be the... um coordinator unofficial events coordinator for something like if i had to everything with movie stars is a production oh. birthday parties when we're famous huge... we're not doing that no no no. we're gonna no, be cool no no yeah. so anyway it, it can be very taxing to even little things setting up a birthday party for your kid you know it, it depends on but What's you taxing like, about it
0: that like um i would have to the expectation that, oh, it, that it meets expectations yes.
1: yes meets expectations all the moving parts mm-hmm. trying everything was huge
0: scale okay so so it's just kind of you like doing that stuff i just think it's not maybe that's like the restaurant family in me that i'm like that kind of stuff doesn't freak me out no
1: it really it doesn't freak you out it freaks me out but you'd be great at that job so it wouldn't be stressful for you but
0: what would be hard for me is what is people that are socialized to freak out like the person i was hired by that's what i'm saying everything's messed i'd be like bridezilla reel it in yeah no that's i how, would go super judge duty on is that in la no everything's a
1: crisis and you're like no no this is actually uh did a, anyone sh- kick a puppy did no. they slap a he, child is no, your head is your head on fire no okay but this would be like oh my gosh we didn't get the right caviar from the right part of russia nope oh hard no, pass no la
0: on you for you i know there's <laughs> no, no hollywood no, there's no L.A. for me. Um, okay, so event coordinators on this list. Police officer. Again, yeah, that, there's, I feel like, a yeah, giant leap yeah. between event coordinator and, and police, police officer. officer. You're, you know, that's a dangerous job. Airline pilots, speaking of dangerous jobs. Firefighter, also dangerous can, can job. Can we talk
1: about airline pilots? Yeah, let's do. I think they're, they, I um idealize them as heroes all the time.
0: That's just because that Sully guy. It is. The Hudson River landing yeah. guy. Yeah. I, I think they're magic. I know they're just people. (laughs) They're 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 not magic.
1: No, I know they're humans. (laughs) But there's some just because if if you've listened ever to me, you know I'm I'm I have been in the past afraid of flying, and so the pilot becomes this myth, you know this this savior of mine. And I know that's weird, but
0: I give them a lot of oh yeah. Our lives are in their hands. Well, that is the thing. I know a pilot who does. Um, she flies from O'Hare to Europe. And does these like quick turnaround trips. And uh, I've asked her to like describe this process. And it's really interesting how they'll like sleep in shifts. And I just think that would be unnerving because they'll just like put it once they get going. They're in the air. It's all good. They're just cruising along. She'll like go. Sleep a minute, and then they'll trade off. Like on these long. Oh, but there's haul- another human. In there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like I'm thinking
1: you're telling me. No, no she's by herself, and no, she just no, no, hits a no. button. And
0: it's like I'm. I'm gonna take. i out. Rest.
1: Peace out. No, okay, thank you. There's no. always two people. That's there's right. always
0: two. Almost sounded like there was a third, but I don't really. Yeah. don't get me. Don't they me. sleep in shifts? They sleep in shifts. But imagine, like you're on this long haul flight, you see the pilot walk out to sleep, you'd be like. Mm. That would not go well for me. Could you wake up and maybe fly? Yeah. That'd be under me. They should announce, there are three of us. I know. No one panicked. No one panicked. One panic. of us will shortly be coming out to sleep. You <laughs> want me to sleep? Then I'm rested. It's going to work out yeah. for you if I come out and I'm sleep. I'm the worst yeah. passenger. Yes. Indeed. So okay. there's that. I bet they get those. What good number is a pilot? Fold down. Um, pilot is number three. Okay. Then firefighter, then enlisted military personnel. Yeah.
1: That makes perfect sense. Yeah.
0: So those are... I mean, I feel like there's so many... It's hard. These are different kinds of stress. Well, that's the thing. Like military personnel, you get deployed to Afghanistan. It's immediate threats. Immediate mortal fear yeah. of your life. Danger. And danger, danger and horrible things happening to you versus like. The caviar isn't the ready. Caviar the caviar is event. not ready and the p- cupcakes are the wrong color pink. Right.
1: <laughs> which, which they w- you would think people were under immediate danger. It's not. So my favorite thing to say is I have seen the face of hell and this is not it. I would start saying oh, that to people I like that. because I couldn't take it anymore in Los Angeles. It. I would say, this is not it. And they would look at me like I was insane. But I had to say that to sort of center myself and realize that, like, wait a minute. Like we said, you're no one's kicked a puppy. This is a about it's not being beaten. This is
0: about food. Yeah. Everybody chill. Come on. But no, perspective, no one's going to die. That's it. Perspective. Yeah. You know? right. no one's going to die. No. Everybody's got everybody's okay right now it's all good right i went to a wedding one time and the bride like knocked the punch bowl off the table because the punch didn't match the bridesmaid's dresses
1: no you no. like why what's did that really
0: happen yeah i don't really i don't they're not together anymore okay i knew the groom not really the bride i mean i sort of knew her because him but it was ill advised it was like a really quick oh we have this whirlwind and i'm like did you well the punch situation was kind of crazy the punch <laughs> pardon me but you bless the you worst nerdiest little girly sneeze in the i world. like it it's kind of cute that was just one i never one. Oh my gosh lucky it's an omen it's always like three or five well, here it comes but no <laughs>
4: so
1: she, she yeah, yeah that, oh she
0: would the whole thing was all bad perspective guys the whole thing was bad they they had a fight at the wedding i mean my
1: wedding had some major mix-ups but um but did
0: you fight with the groom no no these are your- my worries <laughs>
1: right I had to save that for the next 10 years. <laughs> I got the rest of my life to, <laughs> to fight, fight with, with you. you. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here. and I, Yeah. I had a fine wedding. Things went wrong. Who cares? Did you have a big wedding? No. Well, no. 75. I mean, that's big. Botanic Garden. It was beautiful. Oh. Yeah. I don't remember a, a thing about it. People always say that. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. We're going to take a little break. Back in just a bit. Amy Guth, Jen Bosworth in for Patty Vasquez here on 720 WGN. 720 WGN. Albert Hammond
1: Jr. You know, when we have a steam producer Michael Heidemann, the music is lovely, is top-notch things I would never know and then <laughs> love
0: instantly. I know. You're, you're like a music, music n- discovery. There's been no Chuck Mangione. I knew you were about to say that. <laughs> I just want to, we have a half hour, I'm just saying. <laughs> It'll happen. It'll, It'll happen. We'll make it happen. Jen um, B, yeah. did you hear this? This is ridiculous. And okay, I love we, a good ridiculous okay. story we were talking at 1.30. I know. We we're talking a little bit earlier about guilty pleasures. Here is one of mine, and and it is those news stories that are just so stupid. They're hilarious. Yes, I love it. That are they usually start with in a Florida, Flor- a Florida man. Yeah, <laughs> yes, in fact, there it is there is a Twitter account called, called a Florida man, yeah. and all they do is tweet stories that be, that are absurd. Why is the Florida? I don't it's such- know. It's a it's a beautiful state, but strange things occur. Very there.
1: strange, like a lot of yeah weirdness there
0: there was a story and then i will get back to the original okay but there was a story that i found from a florida man in which a couple uh were quite quite intoxicated okay and having a rendezvous in a car at a fast food establishment parking lot
3: okay and the cops roll up (laughs)
0: because the employees (laughs) said like hey there are people doing things hooking up in the parking lot where customers can see can you do something about this and the cops roll up and these people were so intoxicated, like the, they ordered them, like, get out of the car and put on your clothes. And the woman apparently like <laughs> put on one of her flip-flops and tried to put on a sandwich on the other. <laughs> <foot>. <laughs> so she tried to put it like a like burger a burger on her foot. On her foot. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh my right. You were like a special kind of inebriated if you're like, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put some chicken nuggets on my <laughs> chest. <laughs> I'm going to cover up with this swapper. I really I got this. I'm going to have this special <laughs> sauce over here. Oh, my yeah. God. That's quite something. Okay, so this was the story this week. Okay. One of my guilty pleasures, the ridiculous news stories. This I was laying in my bed reading the story laughing so hard. <laughs> my neighbor, <laughs> my neighbor, and I tweeted this because I like, got into a Twitter exchange with people yeah. about it. My neighbor from downstairs underneath... So, Underneath my apartment goes. Damn, something's funny. <laughs> I was laughing so hard about this, but essentially, this is what occurred. Okay, a possum. Funny already. Already funny. Um, the little possum. She she gets her way into a liquor store. Excuse me. And she. How do you get? Well, chew, you know they're possums. They, they chew, garbage. They have, like, no, they eat bricks. Bones whatever. Or whatever. Right. They <laughs> just eat anything. They're yeah. like goats. They eat in, bricks. <laughs> and, like they're goats in little. rat rat form right so the possum breaks into the liquor store okay and she knocks a bottle of bourbon over and breaks it and proceeds to drink the whole thing fantastic and so animal rescue is summoned and she's drunk she's drunk and so they like give her fluids and hold her for a couple days she has been rescued she's fine but she was very drunk for a little while and had to be (laughs) and so there were some quotes in the story that were so funny like what um the liquor store owner was like she drank the whole damn bottle (laughs) like that was the (laughs) quote from the liquor store owner and then one of the rescuers said something like she did not appear to have a hangover oh my gosh that's fantastic but they had to give her fluids and fluids but like the the second beat of this was the the commentary on social media was so funny i tweeted it like like uh because it said it, the headline indicated that the possum was female. Okay, and so I said something like, "I feel you, girl." Like, who hasn't wanted to break <laughs> to a liquor store and down a bottle of bourbon? Right. These are the times we live in, you know. So I was like, "I feel you, girl." And then people started weighing in. This conversation is still going on in my Twitter feed. No. And they they've, they've <laughs> people have named her Booze Possum. <laughs> like, I just think that, and there's a like a little picture of her because they're so ugly they're cute. No. And there's this picture of her like laying by this broken bottle of oh. bourbon. There is no liquid on the floor. She she needs rehab. She, yeah. They're binge drinkers, the possums. Oh, my gosh. So there was just so. So I was trying to tell my mom about this story because <laughs> we had our little phone call check in and she really did not understand what I was saying. So she was like, who drank bir- Your friend broke into a <laughs> liquor store? <laughs> who has a possum? What are you? T- <laughs> like not she just well. could I was like, no, no, no. The possum broke into the liquor store. Wait. You ha- you know someone named P- <laughs> Possum? <laughs> I was like, no, there Mom, is a possum right. mother.
1: And po- it- Here's the thing about a possum, not attractive. No, I mean some people. I do a possum impression, which it looks basically you can't see it
0: because it's radio. Cause but They it goes play this. possum. <laughs> she just like flipped her head to the side and came back with, I don't know how to make that face. Yeah. You make
1: it, they have their, their, um they have crossed <laughs> eyes. Yeah, yeah, and a little so beady little eyes, it, and apparently they're very nice creatures when they're not wasted. On but I think bourbon. when you're wasted, I wonder how. Who is a nice creature after a whole bottle of bourbon? You know, yeah, no, not many people. Not many people. She was. I hope she wasn't a mean drunk though. Was, mean drunk, though. Was, mean drunk, though. they were, like <laughs> scratching <laughs> everybody,
0: fighting the rescuers, fighting, bringing up resentments from the past. <laughs> this one time,
1: this one right. time at band camp, she yeah. brought up old stuff old like stuff. "Let It
0: Go," possum. <laughs> it is one thirty in the morning. Oh. We're talking about possums and drinking that's what's happening right now but it also is time for us to go to break or news we're going right to news is what we're going to (laughs) do there it is i am so excited
1: So it is Jen B and Amy Goose, and we're filling in for Patty Vasquez. And here is my Chuck Mangione or Mangione, depending on how you uh, pronounce it. We've yet to hear from Chuck directly. I keep saying, can you please call us Chuck Mangione or Mangione (laughs) and let us know? I love this. If you don't, if you've never, I mean, you should be listening to us every time we're on. But if you haven't, I have a special, special relationship with Chuck Mangione. Yeah. Just picture me, Gen B, eight <laughs> years old, maybe seven or six—I can't remember. Bell bottom corduroys, plaid shirt, little plaid shirt with a little ribbon at the top, a little oh ca- yeah, tall I collar, had that shirt too. Trucking down with some probably some generic Kmart shoes, trucking <laughs> down the frozen food aisle at my A.M.P. Yep, and I, I always had to use the restroom in the ba- in the and my mom would go insane. I'm like, Ma, I gotta go to the bathroom. She's like, this is an amp. There's no like bathroom. We just got to the grocery store. Right. We're buying three things. Can you hold it? Anytime I went into the frozen <laughs> food section, I got cold, and then I had to
0: go to the bathroom. That's a thing people do. What can do. you do? Um, what can you do? Guess what uh, time of year it is? Well, the studio is mighty tricked out thanks to our friends. At gift Free time, giving time. <laughs> it is. It's, it's spectacular. It's very here. fancy in here. It is gift giving time, and yeah. we have talked about that. We mm-hmm. talked about this the other day, Saturday morning when we were on together. Yeah. Um, we were talking about let's make it less material and more yes. meaningful. And apparently we didn't get specific enough because yes, we, we both got, got t- like a lot of feedback on <laughs> that. God, like, feedback. what do we do? Yeah. So I, I
1: got a message from someone on the old Facebook um, that said, OK, so I want to <laughs> be the thing. right. Here's the thing. Basically, I want to be a conscientious gift giver. I don't want I want to give something people like and I don't want to make it about the material. How and what and where do I do this? So I did a little research. Okay, so I was thinking about. I mean, there's different kinds of people that you shop for. Yes. for me, I have agents. I have a team of agents. Um, oh, you have a team. Of I agents. do. Fancy. I do. And so,
0: every, and you got to give them stuff. You like I, business I, gifts. Yes, yeah. these
1: are business gifts. But here's the thing: they always say, "My uh, people, uh, my agents, and I've heard this before. Please stop with the food,
0: because what happens is everyone sends chocolate a box of Harry and David oranges although I will never turn them no me neither but awesome. usually the pears, they, but usually
1: it. it's not fruit usually it is it's it is that
0: chocolate chocolate
1: popcorn, popcorn yeah. or or just even um just a lot of booze which people
0: like but like but you know what I I I will only send somebody a bottle of wine if I have personally witnessed them drink. Well,
1: here's the thing that you bring up. an That's part of this excellent point of let's get to know yeah. who we're buying these gifts for and get to know what they like as individual people. So I said, OK, I'm not going to send food anymore because they they literally said like there's some of us that have type two diabetes that work right. here. Some people like have gluten stuff. Some, some people you have just kosher don't know. stuff. Like you like, never
0: know. People have dietary things. We have enough so food
1: to feed and it's all and a lot of a sugar based yeah. not good so i said okay well what am i going to do and then i thought well let me investigate like if i look on their pages on facebook my agents my different agents what things do they talk about mm-hmm. do so it's like getting to know the people that you're gifting to totally. instead of just ah just send them a so like making it special making it specific so one of my agents and she talks all about it online is a huge has a huge connection to people who are working and dealing with cystic fibrosis. Okay. The cystic cystic fibrosis foundation, she is always talking about it. And I so I in her name. Yeah. I sent her a a, a car a donation in her name. And they'll send her a card. And it meant so much to her. But I think it was special to her, and it was it was specific. and it made it makes people think like you're really thinking about them, right? Versus just here, have some stuff.
0: Yeah. And like, frankly, sometimes they don't really tell you how much you donated, right.
1: No, no. So you could, what I've done too, I do this all the time if, you know, because I, like we said, you know, no one goes into radio to be Bill Gates. Nope. If you do. We're not here for the Oprah money. No, I'm not really. Not, not yet. Not yet. Put it out there. It's coming. Eventually. I'm waiting for Oprah. But, um, if like, if you don't have a ton of dough, you can make a donation and get several cards. Yeah. I don't know what the limit is different for each, but then you send the cards out. And so it's it's special without being insanely expensive. And right. still the, the foundation or the organization, and the nonprofit gets the gets the money and people know you're thinking about. Absolutely. Them. It's my favorite thing. So that would be my number one tip. I
0: love doing that too. Yeah. yeah. I love, like if I know let's get somebody's know. passionate about a cause or a particular animal or something like, that, like that's a good. It's just so,
1: yeah. and I think it's a, you know, deeper meaning of let's get to know each other. Right.
0: Because <laughs> the whole thing of a gift is not like this rote activity. It's supposed to be, I mean, to let's look up the word gift. It's about like a a thoughtful consideration. Like I want to give you this thing. Right. This is the thing I want you to have. I don't give a damn if you have oranges and you don't either. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I love a
1: personalized, like people that know me like my, I like swear words, crocheted or needle pointed. Yeah. Calligraphy. Yeah. All that stuff. I like a good scented candle. Mm -hmm. Talked about that on air. So like if people know me, they know, you know, they look. So take the time to, I guess that would be my first thing is take the time to get to know the people you're gifting. And here's the thing. If you don't really know them or know what they'd like, um, it's not an indication that you might not want to gift them, but it is an indication that maybe, maybe you should get to know them better in some way.
0: Yeah. So that's my, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I also, you know, one time I got the nicest letter, a friend of mine, um, kind of a peripheral friend at the time, but this made her a much better friend. She wrote me a letter. She said like, Hey, happy holidays. Can I have your address? Make sure. Thinking it would be like just a, you know, holiday card, picture of her kids, whatever. And she wrote me the most beautiful letter. And she opened by saying like, I have so little money. You would not believe it. But that's okay. I have great people, and I want to tell you why I appreciate your friendship. And I was blown away. I was in tears. Yeah, it was I've so been tears Yeah, and it was the. It was like what a valuable thing. She sat down and wrote me this beautiful letter, and really was vulnerable and kind. And it was. It was so touching. It just means so much. I immediately picked up the phone and I was like, you have just made my year. That's so amazing.
1: It's, I mean, it's those kind of things. The other gift, my favorite birthday gift was I had mentioned in passing to someone I love chocolate and cinnamon babka oh bread love it yeah and i just had mentioned oh i love that and for my birthday of good family friends kind of like my godparents sent me from the best babka place in the country in brooklyn they sent me one cinnamon and one chocolate babka and i just burst into tears (laughs) because i had mentioned it months and months before and she that's the thing people like to be
0: remembered right
1: that is the thing. And, and They like to be
0: heard. Heard, heard. That's and right. And so, therefore, that action made you say, that person heard me. Heard me. saw me in that moment. So,
1: that, and I like giving gifts like that, too, because that feels good where I know I'm like... This person mentioned that they would love X, Y, and Z. Like I was talking with a friend and she's like, oh man, I never have had a hair blowout," you know? Yeah. In passing. Done. That's the thing. I sent it to her. Yeah. She was like, I can't believe you remember. I'm like, of course (laughs) I listened and you were, you know, so I, people need to feel heard.
0: Yeah. That's what this is about. I think to another kind of gift that you can give that if you, uh, this one is a little more money sometimes, but not always. Um is an experience
1: mm you know? Say it more, yeah,
0: well, like a friend of mine and I, we agree that every year, this time of year, the two of us are gonna go out, and we're gonna she and I are gonna have a nice dinner. And have, you know, a couple glasses of wine and, sure. and just have a nice night and like be fancy and it'll be good. We don't spend a ton of money, but we go somewhere moderate, nice. And because we're so busy all year. Right. And we know like for two hours we're going to catch up. We're going to have a nice time. And uh, like it's the best night. It's so fun. And we don't we bo- we don't need stuff. Right, the,
1: I I need nothing. I needed right. a vacuum. Someone bought it for me because right. I said it on air. I, I, that's it. That is yeah. it. And so what I do now for my nieces and nephew, I will do the experience. So we do one thing. So um they're not listening because they're children. Sure. so So um, I'm taking my nephew to one of these monster truck jams. Oh he loves God. that. <laughs> I'm taking my niece to Blue Man Group. I'm taking oh, my fine. other one, my niece who's 14, needs she wants to wear makeup, and I, that's okay. Her parents are fine with it. She needs to know how to do it. Correctly. Correctly. And by correctly, I mean where she can really sort of be in control of how it looks. Right. Because it's awkward and it takes a it, little technique. time to settle. So I'm in. taking her to a mega place yeah. and we're going to learn that together. So, so fun. That's what I think. Experience mm-hmm. is good, experiential gifts.
0: Yeah. Oh, I like it. I know a couple that gives each other they they decide they do this is like their whole holiday thing which i think is very cool. They they pick out like a family or an organization they they'll do like a secret santa thing and help a family and then they pick a place and they give each other the trip. Oh. And that's sort of their thing. They're like, "Okay, we did a we did something to make the world better and then we're going to cuz they they both are like no on the family drama. We're not yeah. going to do that." I mean, i think they will visit with their families. Right, but it's not the main But thing. like somewhere in the holiday time there's going to be like three or four days where they're like away. off somewhere else on the beach. Sometimes they go somewhere really far away, somewhere fancy, somewhere cool. You know, one year I think they just like were in a cabin in the woods nice. somewhere and just like we were just sitting by a fire just talking for two days and it was lovely.
1: I I love that. And I think it comes down to, for me,
0: thoughtfulness, specificity,
1: mm-hmm. and paying attention to people when they talk and tell you
0: what they need and yeah. what they like. Agreed but I'm telling you the letter one well that is the that is like the epitome of that if you have like no money right but like letter. time right write someone a very heartfelt letter I know that not everyone gets that there's some people maybe that are more like no I need a thing sure but you know what you can make a letter lovely you could wrap it you put a bow I mean you could do a lot of things and if it's someone very meaningful but I would say if it's mutual oh yeah Do, please
1: don't be please doing don't be writing letters
0: to people that are like who are you again? no that's that would be uh, not good that'll get you S- sent to ret- jail a restraining order will <laughs> right. be happen but like important people in your yeah. life like what a great time to tell them
1: it's a great time to tell them and it's also it goes back to your mortician boss a long time ago you can't the things that we take with us for me i'm our memories you know what i mean like hopefully yeah. on my on my deathbed whenever that is i i'm not gonna say i don't think man i really like that tchotchke so and so good i'm gonna <laughs> right. say i love that time that we went did to a this. thing or that yeah. letter right that i got
0: that meant so much to totally me totally those are the things those are the things yeah for sure yeah we're gonna take a little break now that we've solved that we solved the world's giving problems we're both gonna get like a bunch of letters i would love it that'd be so awesome i welcome it i i bet we will not but i think that'd be awesome oh wow. well i can dream we're gonna we're dream we're gonna exchange letters that's <laughs> what we're gonna do over i'll give you a letter we'll just keep passing letters until back we get and, forth. and then until it turns into restraining orders until we start like re-gifting letters yeah. you're like idiot i wrote you this and i'm like oh my oh, bad darn my, my bad. bad here's a candle <laughs> Good times. Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Patty Vasquez. Back in just a bit on 720 WGN. 720 WGN. This song is called In Your Mind. This is like dreamy
1: dreamer song music. It's just beautiful. <laughs> dreamy dreamer song. No, it's transporting soul. me to
0: like as if we were on a beach. And I would love to do that. To go to a beach. Yeah. Let's go there now. It the temperature's dropping right now. Yeah, I
1: made fun of you because uh Amy guth had a parka with her. Like a down jacket. And I was like, Amy, why do you have such a it's sixteen? She's like, Because when we leave Me here, it's gonna, gonna be, be thirty five to- and I was like, oh, oh I think it's more like forty, but we yeah. have a blazer. That's yeah, all I got. It's gonna be a little chilly there. That's okay. We got a short walk. We got right. a short work. So we were talking about um gifting and friends and loved ones and all that stuff yeah. and uh I have a question for you tell me do you have different kinds of friends that sounds
0: weird I'll I'll <laughs> get more specific most of y'all are kind of weird yeah <laughs> that's true
1: so do you have friends um that are like I have a movie friends we see movies I have a once a year friend that we go out to dinner mm-hmm, like you were saying mm-hmm. um do you have friends that are from different walks of life or oh, they, sure okay yeah
0: yeah I so mean I feel like a lot of like I think a lot of times people think oh Gooth's such an open book but when but like if I press you like what do you really know right eh I talk a lot but <laughs> I don't say much you know <laughs> what I mean we know you we didn't we know now you worked for a mortician we know that right but like there's a few of you that have enough dirt to to ruin my life if you started tweeting Gooth for president that was awesome but like you know what I'm saying like there's a I have a, a small inner circle of people sure that I can I know that like if something terrible happens I could call you sure and be like this is what happened in fact I have called you when yeah. something terrible has happened yeah. like this terrible thing has befallen me Jen B help yeah i've literally done happy that happy to help and i appreciated you being there for me yeah and then there's like a lot of people that either i haven't known that long or maybe different wavelength that are like friends i'm happy to see them but like if they were tweeting everything they knew about me they wouldn't ruin my life per se
1: oh that's really good that's a really good uh, sort of parameter for this if they could they do they know enough to to sort of destroy you
0: <laughs> right do, does that person I mean, know really? enough to destroy me right so it's like plenty of people that i'm so excited when i see them sure but i don't know like do they know like would i turn to them if you know i had death in the family or sure. probably some, not like, heartbreak i don't know right probably no um, but at any point, I think people on c- on Circle Two could jump in and become Inner Circle. But it yes. takes something. You have to go through some together. Yes, and also it again back to the vulnerability. It takes like what is the
1: level of vulnerability that I'm mm-hmm. willing to to show with this person? Or mm-hmm. and a lot of times events bring that out. So yeah. crises or certain-
0: shared enemy yes <laughs> right have you ever bonded with somebody yes over like man i hate that guy you're right like, i hate that guy too
1: we're right. friends now <laughs> or yeah it could be over anything yeah i hate that whatever yeah and then it's like that ha- happens in offices a lot where, yeah. you, where you're where you like our boss is insane right man not here i'm not talking about not here, here. I'm not other places not here not here but like uh, there have been places where i've been you know working for someone who is insane and mean yeah and then we all can kind of my office mates and i commiserate and yet, those are work friends. I n- not yeah. Most of them I would not call in a crisis outside when right. I worked at, at a social service agency or something. Yeah. While I'm there, we were very close. Mm-hmm. But when I left there, I don't keep in touch with them. Right.
0: And that's okay. Yeah, but there, there's, I think, different levels of support system. There's like your day-to-day people that you're around who maybe know you and how you are, but not a lot about you. Sure. Sure, and, and and I think that's okay too. Like and Facebook is a big
1: thing for that for me. It's like yeah, I have many a friend on Facebook. Sure. Now, do I know all of them? No, and that's
0: okay. Well, and I moved a lot, right? Oh, I've lived in so many places right. like, to me it's like walking down Main Street and I just scroll through Facebook like, Is everybody okay? You know, like just now on a commercial break, a minute ago, I looked, picked up my phone, looked at Facebook, and I was like, oh, my friend's cat has died. Sure. And i like, okay, so mental note, I'm going to send her a little note later. Sure. So I like check in on everybody. Yeah, I do that too. But then I know people that I have never met that I've been friends with for years on social media. Me too. I well not That you. I love, that yeah. I think are just fabulous I people. I have a lot
1: of messenger friends.
0: Yeah. So we talk almost a, a, like a lot. I mean,
1: some of the people I talk with on messenger, I also see a lot, but there are people
4: That I
0: just, that I will um, just be Facebook friends with. And that's okay. And that's perfectly fine. And like there have been people that, there was one person that I knew for almost 10 years on Twitter. And then I met her for real. And I was like, oh my God, it's you from Twitter. And it was so exciting. And it it felt like a very seamless friendship. Because suddenly like you're a real person. It's so exciting. But like there's people that I know from Instagram that you have quite the Instagram following. I love Instagram. It's so yeah. pretty and visual You do and a good fun. job. Thanks. Yeah. We're done for the night. We are? We're out of time already. we got to go to break and news and all that and then oh. turn things over. Yeah, but, but we're going to be back. We're going to be back. Friday. Friday afternoon. We're in for Bill and Wendy. So we'll be in from 10, 10 to 1. 10 to 1. So 12 to 1, we're on the stream. On the Stream. Stream. Um, But yeah, we'll We'll be back. All the topics we did not get to tonight, we're going to talk about them then. It's been a pleasure, Guth. Always a pleasure, Jen B. All right, so we're going to take a break, get your news back in just a bit here on 720 WGN.